Listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. This is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Good morning, Albuquerque. Try to go a little Robin Williams with that one. Try to take that. That was a good morning Vietnam. You didn't stretch it out long enough. Let me try again. Okay. Good morning, Albuquerque. You're getting worse. Oh, shoot. Progressively <laughs> worse. Thank you for waking up with us. You are the reason we woke up. I am Fred Slow. Alongside me, it's my two-time co-host this week, Van Nunley. Good morning, Van. Morning, buddy, buddy. How goes it? I don't ever complain publicly. Okay, but you're going to right now. No, no, no. What's so wrong? I'm doing really well. It's out or near the best day of my life, every single day of my life. Show me on the doll where the big bag morning hurts you. Did not. Did oh, not. Good. Good morning, Michael Vital. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. How are the ones and twos this morning? Threes and fours. Ah. Ooh. That's next level stuff. That's a- Threes and fours? You talking about my dating history? Ooh. You talking about where Simone Biles finishes in the medal count? Hey, Limics are wrapping up. Do you see that? They're all but done at this point. Good for her for bouncing back and grabbing a bronze on her way out. Mm, it wasn't the bouncing one. It was the it was the bar. So, but the Olympic the bouncing one. Team. Oh, did you say balancing or bouncing? Yes, both. Okay. What what did the baseball team do? I didn't see it. They lost to Japan two zip. Well, that makes sense. They made a run though. By, by the way, say zero. Yeah. When you're yeah. referring to Japan, Vital. Yeah. Say zero. Yeah. <laughs> rip. Rip. Rip is rip is fine. Zero is fine. Blank them is fine. Shut them out is fine. Blank them though, you can like mad lib hard. Yeah, you can stick anything in there. Yeah. Because it's a blank. <laughs> the USA really blanked Japan. Whoa! Hey. What? Oh! Whoa! 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 Still not over that. Been a lot of years. Never forget. Still too soon. I agree it's too soon. I'm opening up the text of this morning because you text us, we text you. Okay, I'm up in arms about something. This is not necessarily radio quality material here. Okay. I've auto-logged out of the texter. Why? I don't know, and I'm not one to overreact normally. But it's a situation where I'll have to go to my email, I'll have to find the texter email, I'll have to log in. So text the program 505-246-0610, the Graphic Connection text line, and and you have free reign to say whatever you like, probably until the break, because that's when I will get the password and log back in. Okay. Well, I'm actually doing it right now. Okay. I, I log in through my email every time. Oh, yeah, no. I do it the hard way. Oh, I'm a hyperlink guy. I do it the Anthony Hardaway. Junior. Junior, junior. Check out the website, talkabq.com. We, it's updated. We updated the website this week. So, yeah, it's looking cool. It's got some cool stuff on it. Talks about your boys. Up-to-date pictures, not the ones where Van is 30 pounds heavier. Um, well, first off, how dare you? I've never been 30 pounds heavier, except for when I was. <laughs> except for that brief period of time. 
It's good to have. I was just wearing baggy clothes. I could wear baggy clothes sometimes. In the famed words of Abe Simpson, which was the style at the time. I can relive the 90s. I don't have to have svelte form-fitting clothes every day, as I do, as I do now. I know the 90s are back because me and the lady in my life went to went shoe shopping for a wedding okay. at the mall. Oh, you went to the mall? So at the mall, they have shoe stores. So we went there to get some some like wedding shoes. Some shoes. Cool. Yeah, you mentioned that. So all of the kids at the mall are dressed like whenever I was a kid at the mall. It's the exact same. Okay. It's acid wash jeans. Low low cut hip. Yep. Flared at the bottom. Yep. Shows a little uh, pierced belly button. Correct. Yep. Like if you're a dude, like your shirt's a little too big. Yep. If you're a gal, your shirt's a little too little. Mm-hmm. Like like we're talking like like oversized like unnecessary sunglasses like oh, the, what's the over under on slap bracelets some some yeah so anyways the 90s are back in full i need to call my mother i need to have her go to the bottom of the closet in the spare bedroom that i know she hasn't cleaned out in the 25 years since i've not lived at home and say mom give me that t-shirt with the tasmanian devil on it standing backwards sure sagging his pants there's some kids out here who want it i got my expansion colorado rockies and florida marlins gear on you talking about my <laughs> seattle supersonic starter pullover gen 3 jacket is uh -huh. that what you're talking about three quarter zip pouch today's varsity the i9 varsity is 90s fashion i'm in okay, okay. so today's i9 varsity vital is 90s fashion now i can already tell you vital is gonna say military issued olive green whatever he had to wear because he was in the army well 90s wars i guess were in the desert though yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, marines oh marines wars that were in the desert sure so it'll be brown so it'll be fatigues for vital 90s fashion gosh they're coming back to fashion they're guys. here it's here here to stay as the 90s are catching up with us the rest of the world is catching up the united states of america and basketball and that was Prevalent last night as USA triumphant over the hated French Mon. I tell you what, they didn't surrender. They played a heck of a game. The you're talking about the US or the France? France. So France was chasing. They were chasing by double digits often. They got out early. They had Ruby Gobert doing that thing and he'd go underneath and Kevin Durant is seven foot tall. If anyone tells me he's not, I know they're lying because I've seen him. I physically look at him. The six eleven stuff is garbage. It's garbage. Yeah, but just puts it on his dating app so it doesn't scare you away. So he rounds down an inch. Yeah. Unlike me. Yeah. Who rounds up a half inch? Correct. Yeah. You are not five eleven. I'm not five eleven. I'm five ten and a. You're half. five nine and three quarters. Well, first off, how dare you? Five ten and a half. I am not 5'11", but I will tell you I'm 5'11". Yeah. And I'm the opposite. I'm 6'6", six, six, but I'm probably 6'7". But I don't tell people 6'7", because... I think you're 6'5 half, but you tell people you're 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. And then present as 6'7", with sure. heels. Yeah. Because people are always looking up at you. They have no idea. They have no clue. You can gauge height when you're looking straight across or down. Yeah. When you're looking up, it's anybody's guess. Ask me how far away the sun is. I don't know. 
Well, it's just right there. You can yeah, see it. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's, it's, just right there. it's always been that size. Look at this right yeah. there. So the last really 30 years at this point, which is crazy, the rest of the world has been catching up to the United States of America in basketball. They're getting close. Not close enough, sucker. And Team USA under Greg Popovich, who didn't bother to have a single practice before Vegas, they said, forget it. Everyone's busy. We'll just show up and practice against the best talent in the world. They lost a couple games. In Vegas, Australia beat them up. Nigeria beat them up. Back to back. Mm-hmm. Back to back to back. They were losers. I saw losers on the TV for the first time. And you said they weren't going to get a gold medal. I'd, I said they weren't going to win a game. <laughs> I don't think you said that. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think defense was the calling card the last four games. I hate defense. Well, I'll tell you what. They started trying. <laughs> I think they found their groove with each other. They hadn't mm-hmm. been with each other that long. I think that. And then Holiday and... And then Booker, they get into town or get over the Olympics. and They're better than I realized. Of course they are. And they just got off of two straight years of basketball. Kevin Durant's the best in the world, in my oh, view. It's so stupid and so good. COVID, bubble year, two weeks off, a whole new season, then the Olympics. The boys were burnt out. They needed to throw a couple. Carmelo Anthony puts a crooked number in every category. It's either 29 or 30, don't quote me, but he puts 30 in last night. Did you say Carmelo Anthony? Did I say Carmelo Anthony? Yeah. Kevin Durant. I've been thinking about the Lakers all week. The new Carmelo? So Kevin Durant puts 30 in in a gold medal championship game at the Olympics. Like, what? Like, how can you be so proficient and powerful and smart at something? Speaking of rounding up, I think you got 29. Close enough for me. It's still good. I'm not that program. 5'10 and a half is 5'11, right? 29 is 30. How many games have been played professionally this year in sports? Hundreds? Thousands? Thousands, easily. I know zero box scores. I care iota about a box score. And there's 13 months in the year. Yeah, which the texter was telling me about earlier this week. We were still getting texts by Tal. We'd sat in Wednesday for the morning show. Thank you to the morning show. The opening drive. And the texture was still making fun of Van about this 13 months a year thing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is very true. So USA jumps out. They're out by like 13, 14, 15. And, the, and you're like, okay, cool. Just cruise. But France comes back, brings it within five, but it didn't matter. Time was not on their side. The world is so good at basketball now. If it wasn't for all the world, because that 92 team was winning games by like 30 points, 40 points. Yeah, by like 40, 45. Against everybody. Against the world. Yeah. The world, and that was a weird thing in the 92 Olympics, a lot of people forget about it. It wasn't just countries. The entire world put in a team to play against the U.S., and they still lost. Not a big Kevin Durant fan, but boy, I sure respect for him showing up, leading the team to yeah, gold. That I was really sweet. do. My favorite part about Kevin Durant is the three hours he's playing basketball because he's not on Twitter. It's a good joke. We we deserve a break <laughs> from Kevin Durant's yes. Twitter. Not just the proverbial we, the world, the world deserves a break. You can only win one gold medal in basketball. 
except for women's basketball and three-on-three basketball. But I'm going to tell you right now, the United States is not a basketball country anymore. It's a swimming country. Like, I've watched these Olympics. Only swimming matters now. Basketball doesn't matter. For medal count, swimming matters. For for efficiency, for talent, for the talent pool. Yeah. Got you. Basketball. And it's not fair as far as the medal count goes. It's not fair. Because they play so many games, and they got so many dudes on the team, and they only get one medal. If you win gold in basketball, your country should get 12 medals on the medal count. 15, even. You should hit. <laughs> is it 15 roster? I yeah. thought it was 12 I in the Olympics. I think it's 15. Is it 15? You should get 15 medals in your medal count. I love that. Because it's the last day of the well, last two days of the Olympics, and we're chasing gold. We're two behind China. We got it locked on total medals. Total medals is not even so, close. Congratulations, yeah. United States of America. Yeah, you won the Olympics again. Well, the expe- expectations for the U.S. is always gold when it comes to hoops and nothing else. So, hmm. in a crazy COVID year, they delivered. That to me is a good job. Yeah. So the four by one hundred relay, it's a good. That job. should be four medals. Yeah. Basketball gold. That should be 15 medals. I don't know why the horsey doesn't get a medal in equestrian. Yeah. Yeah. Give that little horsey a medal. Put it around his neck. Love that. Once a horsey wins gold and retires, he going to get a lot of something. Medals. No, just one. You should get a medal for finishing in the top three of medal finishers. There's another medal. <laughs> Are you referring to the bronze? Yes. Yes, they give those out. No, I mean like... So it'll be like China, U.S., Russia, Olympic competitors. Yeah, they get medals just for that or whatever. They get another medal for being yeah, a medalist? I'm in. Okay, exhibit. Chill out here. <laughs> hey, you like medals, dog? We got your medal, and we put a medal inside your medal. <laughs> this is McGruff, the crime dog. Get oh, a medal. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, six oh six five two. That was my Saturday mornings as a kid. Today's I nine varsity, the varsity of nineties fashion. Very excited about that. Talk a little bit more basketball when we get back because I really do got some takeaways, not just jokes. So sweet, good basketball game last night. Uh, Vital, I watched Suicide Squad yesterday. We're definitely going to talk about that. DC Universe is in the mix, which is good. I love that. They finally have one good one. Because they yeah. finally hired a good director. It was They took one from the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So they're doing insanely well. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk Major League Baseball. Obviously, the NFL Hall of Fame is today. The speeches, the presentations. Mm-hmm. And then I am going to reach out. Uh, we have a special guest lined up via the Graphic Connection phone line. My friend Howard Balzer, who writes for Sports Illustrated, is there and I'm going to text him one minute ago and remind him. So I'm, let me confirm him that we should have Howard Balzer on in about 15 minutes to talk the NFL Hall of Fame. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing a game with INN Sports, and we're, doing, we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. This 
There's a little bit of a longer bleed there, Van. Because we skipped our we skipped our Java Joe's pastry breakfast this morning that we often have. Yeah, no no burritos, Mm-mm. no tasty treats. So we were no what for the th- first time. For the first time in the history of the show. Like two years. We don't have any New Mexico Pinon coffee. Right. And I am quite ironically wearing a New Mexico Pinon coffee shirt right now. There is an irony about this. And I'm not drinking New Mexico Pinon coffee we went for the, the first time yeah. in the show's history. The house brew here at Cumulus, which by the way, I didn't realize, we're going to fix that. It's going to be New Mexico Pinon. For sure. Yeah, we're going to make some We're going to make some calls. We're going to set that up. But the house brew is some sort of like off-the-shelf Dunkin' something. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Oh, you, you see, did you see what I did? We all slum there's, sometimes. There's Starbucks back there. There's a lot of different kinds of flavors. Oh, is there? Flavors. There's yeah. not Pinon. There's not New Mexico Pinon coffee. Well, which is the best. The finest coffee in the history of all Pinons. That's where you guys come in. Yeah. Yes. I've always said that. Mm-hmm. Now, it looks to me like maybe you put a little hot chocolate in your coffee. I call it a ghetto mocha. Yeah. So I pour in a little packet of Swiss Miss. Where they they got a ton of them sitting back there. So creepy. Yeah, just a little packet of Swiss Miss and just pour the coffee on it. It's delicious. If you're not drinking delicious New Mexico Pinon coffee, you got to church it up a little bit. Big shout out to Swiss Miss for saving the morning. Why did you call granulated Swiss Miss churching it up? Well, because it's not great coffee. (laughs) So I had to church it up. You know how the New Mexico Broadcaster Association awards work? Yeah, yeah, you pay them off. No, you don't pay them <laughs> off. <laughs> you took the words from my mouth. Congratulations to friend of the show, friend in real life. A company mate to the Foo Fighters this upcoming Monday. Star of TV and radio. KOB's very own. Now Vital. Three time. Back to back to back. New Mexico Broadcasters Association Sports Anchor of the Year, Brandon Ortega. Yay. OG Foddy. The original. The ori- the original the first guest we ever had in the studio. And a three peat. A three peat. When I think of three peats. Okay. I think of the U.S. military. Pete, Pete, and Pete. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Ah, good. And now, star of TV and radio. Yeah. KOB TV's very own three-time. This is dynasty stuff. Yes. Yeah. Heavy lies the crown. Brandon Ortega, big shout out, homie. We're so proud of you. Well done. Now, there's a lot of other sports anchors in town that we need to just condemn. Like, are you are you France here? Are you settling for second all the time? It's got to hurt. Yeah, because you, what you need to do is elevate. Now, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Thank you, Vito. I did not submit myself for New Mexico Broadcaster of the Year. Obviously, neither did anyone else except for Brandon <laughs> Ortega. <laughs> Again. I think I think I could not be New Mexico Broadcaster of the Year. Because of the felonies? 
No, I don't even know if that's a prerequisite. <laughs> Vitaly, you gotta, you gotta have, if you're in entertainment, you got to have at least one felony. No, what? You don't have one? N- what are you going on about here? <laughs> Me and Vital got a couple. No, you do not, because I looked. I've looked at both. <laughs> I wasn't about to start working professionally with both of you without knowing my associations. Oh, yeah, and according. To most federal databases, Vital didn't exist before 1989. Isn't that weird? Yeah. What'd you do, Vital? What happened in 89? Uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> We've been giving Vital crap for over two years now. Yeah, from day one, really. But he is very obviously in the witness protection program. It's, a, it's insanely <laughs> obvious that he's in the witness protection program. And the witness protection service did a very poor job Correct. of hiding him by giving him a radio producer's job. Yeah. <laughs> that was a horrible decision. It make no sense. They were like, we need you to go do something inconspicuous, Michael, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he was like, well, I'll hide on the airwaves of 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal, until we got here and, and exposed you to the world. Yep, the government sent me here. Good job. We're glad to have you. Same. I'm glad to oh, be here. Oh, you say here. we, plural possessive? Because it's not easy waking up and coming here in the mornings. Yes, it is. You Like, you don't sleep. You get so excited the night before about hanging out with us. That's true, I don't. Can't wait. I'm going to give you the best eulogy ever. Once the Gambino crime family finally <laughs> finds you. <laughs> Once there's like a nephew or something of the Gambino crime family tunes into our show, and he's like, hey, Poppy, I think I found him. That's why on the podcast on Spotify, <laughs> I don't put Vital in the meta tags. I can't chance it. I'm going to be on that list. Congratulations to Brandon Ortega. Yeah. He's a world of talent. He can play some music. We give it. We give him a lot of crap. Deservingly, don't this, like don't don't let this hammer up don't on let this, this on this show, in real life, on the internet, to his friends and family. But he, there's a reason that he's won three in a row. He's wildly talented, and he deserves it all. Big shout out. Big fan of him. So the USA, Dom, did you watch any of the pool stuff this past week? Pool? The swimming. Swimming. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm obsessed with it. I'll become unobsessed with it in three days. Well, you have a degree in pool maintenance. That's, actually, that's weird that I do. Yeah, you're, I do. You weren't even no one, wa- You weren't even watching them swim. Like You were watching the guy check the <laughs> pH balance in the water, doing dipping chlorine strips. During the commercial break. You know how firefighters have where, like, they run up a ladder real fast and do, like... Yeah. Yeah, that's what this is. Like, you got the special peacock pass. The skills. So you can watch the pool maintenance guys on the commercial breaks, <laughs> make sure the water's good. Like Big Brother After Dark, where you're like... Which pool boy got the gold in your heart? Uh, Was it Steve? I thought Steve did really good. I don't believe that is a common Japanese... Well, they just called him Steve on the American broadcast. Okay, I've done that. Yeah. I've been in that spot. Yeah. They couldn't say his name. They just called him Steve. You're not wrong. I like the pool stuff. A lot of those sports, I don't, like, we've had this talk, I don't know anything about. So, like, I don't know anything about, like, 
water polo or handball or that stuff. Speaking of water polo, I mean, they just drowned each other all the time. They're very mean. You see mean. the angles below the water, and it's just, my gosh, that's all they do is just try to drown each other while they're trying to throw the ball in the net. <laughs> all right, the texter's back up, 505-246-0610. You text us, we'll text you. I missed a heated conversation here about the Muppet Show. I'm going to have to go back and revisit this. Oh, my goodness. Do you watch the Muppet Show? Of course I watch the Muppet Show. Very good. I'm a human being. We're going to grab a break just a minute early, if that works for you, Vitalis. I text Howard, but he didn't text me back, so we've got to make some phone calls to see if we can sure up Howard Balzer here in about two minutes. Writes for SI. He's been covering the NFL for like 35 years. He's insanely talented, knows everything about it, and there's like 40 people going into the Hall of Fame today. It's a big class. Well, they had to do last year's, too. It's a whole thing. And he's there. He's in Canton. Like, it's it's like we're going to say, hey, please step away, and he's going to hide behind us something somewhere to make the call. So let's make that effort, and then where we get back, we're either going to have Howard Balzer talking about the NFL Hall of Fame, or we're going to talk about the NFL Hall of Fame while I text him uh, vigorously. Excellent. Cool? Cool. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, Pirate Men, Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with I Nine Sports. Remember to drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, ninety five point nine FM AM six ten. The Sports Animal. Now, Vital, you know when Howard Balzer joins us, we come back to we come back to Nelly. We come back to something St. Louis based. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> Graphic Connection Hotline, one Howard Balzer joining us, publisher of the All Cardinals site. So that's uh, sportsillustrated.com. That's Cardinal. He covers the Cardinals for them. Hall of Fame voter. He's like a selectee, selector, and then host a uh, radio show on Sirius XM and is a close personal friend of mine. Good morning, Howard. How are you? I'm doing great, Fred. How are you doing? And uh, Vance, great, great to be with you guys. Oh, I appreciate that, my guy. You are currently in Canton, and there has to be a million people there with you. Is that correct? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the town is bursting uh, at the seams with the number of enshrinees this year because of the combined two classes and the fact, of course, last year's class, uh, which never happened, uh, the centennial class had extra players uh, because of what they wanted to accomplish. And, and so now putting it all into one weekend has just been uh, pretty incredible. Not not the biggest town city in the world, obviously. And so hotels in Akron are filled. It's been, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible, pretty amazing. And so, you know, it kicked off Thursday night with the game. Uh, last night they had the gold jacket dinner, which the concept was changed a bit from previous years. And now we're heading into the enshrinement tonight of last year's class. So it's a, it's been a great weekend so far and only going to get better. You are in your fourth decade of covering the NFL. Is that correct? Actually, I'm in my in the fifth decade. Oh my this gosh! Is, this is my 46th wow. year, and so when you're in the 40s, that's obviously that's still your fifth decade. So, uh, so when you when you look at it that way, just like hey, when you're born, oh, you don't. might be five days old, but you're in you're you're in your first year and your first decade of life. So yeah, this is this is my fifth decade of covering the National Football. What you don't know, Howard, is Van makes this argument all the time that when you're born, you're one years old, and he tries to sell it to everyone he meets. It's the most asinine thing I've ever heard. Um, (laughs) But of your almost 50 years of experience in the game, how unique does this weekend stand? How unique does today stand? It's I mean, this is like a once in a professional life of occurrence. 
I, I've always said it doesn't get any better than this. I wrote that the other day on the website. I came to my first Hall of Fame weekend in 1980, and I vowed at that point never to miss it again. And, of course, it was a lot different then. It was quaint. Uh, they held the enshrinement on the front steps of the Hall of Fame, and they had little tables out on the grass for people to sit. And there were some people just sitting on a hill without like kind of like you know kind of like the lawn at a, at a at an outdoor concert and but it was still just incredible with players that came back and there wasn't as many in those days but there were always players uh, hall of famers coming back and I vowed never to miss and then I started missing when I started covering the Rams in the late 90s and then started coming again in 2007 when I started doing some work for Sirius and as soon uh, as soon as I showed up that that time after missing about 10 years, I said, how could I ever thought that going to a practice for a team in, the, in, in August was more important than being here amid the history and the great legacies of this game? And so I haven't missed since. This is my 31st, and like I said, it never gets old. I got a two-parter for you, Howard. Number one, have you seen Tom Brady there yet? And number two, how many rings is he wearing to troll Peyton Manning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have not uh, seen him. I would suspect that uh, he will be uh, probably coming in tomorrow. Uh, Peyton's being enshrined tomorrow, uh, and you know, late in the evening at seven thirty. Uh, it's, it's a seven or maybe it's a seven o'clock Eastern time, I believe. And so I would suspect that uh, Brady will, will be coming in on some private plane and will doing it in a day uh, that's what i would suspect you know maybe he'll be in today i would doubt it though he probably has practice today sure so um but yeah i, I would doubt he'd be he'd be wearing the rings or maybe he will <laughs> maybe he'll wear maybe maybe he'll wear three of them instead of seven to just you know point out that uh, through it all as great as peyton manny was he only has two uh, super bowl rings and so uh, but a lot of course a lot of that obviously as you as you insinuate is that a lot of times the Colts did not get there because they were losing to the Patriots in the postseason, and that was tough for any team in those days uh, to get, you know, to get get through that uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots gauntlet, and it affected Roethlis- Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, and certainly a lot of other excellent uh, teams and quarterbacks. At H Balzer seven twenty one B A L Z E R. If you're not following Howard on the Twitter, you should be following Howard on the Twitter. Uh, I'm about to go back to our history, Howard. I'm going to talk a little bit about how special Isaac Bruce's induction in the Hall of Fame is going to be this weekend. Uh, how does that speak to you? What's that? Do? Does that fill your heart with a song? Like, how excited are you for that? And if that's not what you're most excited about, what are you most excited about? Well, yeah, you know, I'm excited for the whole weekend, as I noted. But certainly, Isaac is and having to wait the year to get in. Uh, but certainly from a personal level, uh, th- this is really special uh, for me as a selector. I, I presented Isaac- Isaac's case for three years, I believe it was, maybe four, but I think it was three. And I'll tell you, that's, that's a, an awesome, and an awesome in terms of humbling and all that, whatever word you want to use, responsibility. Uh, when you're presenting uh, someone to this room in a, 15-person class where you can make a great case for every one of them is deserving. But I'll tell you, after you've done it a few times and it hasn't happened, people start wondering, oh, is the person making a good enough presentation? And they create all these 
you know, all these things, which really don't have, a, you know, a tremendous amount to do with it. Because like I said, you can, I've, I've often said, you take that 15 group of finalists and you could come up with however many different combinations of five people there are, and you would have a great Hall of Fame class. And so there's a, a lot of factors that end up determining who gets enshrined. And so when, when it finally happens, it's like a great weight has been lifted off to your off your shoulders. You're obviously tremendously happy that the player and the family are all going to be able to experience that. This, but the other great tremendous feeling, honestly, is that boy, I don't have to make this presentation again. <laughs> and I mean, a good friend, Ira Kaufman from Tampa, had to present John Lynch. Eight, I think after I lost cows, either seven or eight times. And you just keep doing it, and you keep doing it, and you give it your best. But you start to wonder at some point, maybe someone else should do this just to get a different look. But, of course, John Lynch you know, finally broke through uh, this year. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's tremendously uh, gratifying, like, like you said. And then the other point is this. It once again points out and shows the world, and for those who might have forgotten, the greatest show on, on turf here, because Isaac now joins – Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner, obviously, and Orlando Pace. Tory Holt's next on my list of trying to get in. But it just shows how just incredible those years are and were. And who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll never be matched in terms of the number of guys uh, that, uh, that are going, you know, going to the Hall of Fame. Now, now the Colts are pretty co- close with Manning and Edger and James and, and uh, Marvin Harrison. They won't have an offensive lineman going in like Pace, but Reggie mm-hmm. Wayne – that will probably going in in one of these years coming up, but it, it was a singular time in the NFL, and it's always great a that that's fans are reminded of that, but b that it happened in St. Louis, where the Rams now the Los Angeles city claims that Lombardi Trophy, but we all know we, we all from St. Louis know that that trophy truly belongs to St. Louis. So there's some absolutely iconic, legendary football players getting enshrined from these two classes. But I want to know about the, the guy that someone that the loyal listener might not be aware of or the, the Hall of Fame story that they need to hear. What's the non-Peyton Manning, non-Calvin Johnson, non-Charles Woodson story that the listener needs to hear? Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a great, great question. And as I'm throwing the guys' names, you know, around my head, I, I'm I'm coming up saying, "Man, who's who should I who who should I mention?" Because you know, most everyone knows uh, these you know these players, and they were they were great you know during their playing days. But I, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm going to mention a player, or I'm going to mention a guy who's not a player, and unfortunately, he's no longer with us, and he was part of a nine-person a posthumous class from both years that uh, were enshrined actually earlier in April, but are being recognized during this weekend. And he was part of this year's class as a contributor. And that's Bill Nunn Jr., who a lot of people don't know about. They say, who is Bill Nunn? And when, you know, in the past years when contributors like Gil Brandt, Bobby Bethard, Bill Polian, you know, fans knew about those guys. A lot of people didn't know about Bill Nunn because he was an African-American scout, and he was, an actual, he was actually a writer uh, in Pittsburgh for a black newspaper, the Pittsburgh Courier, who did, a, a Hall of, who did an all-star team 
of HBCU players, and that's the historically black colleges like Southern, where Aeneas Williams went and many other players, Grambling, Morgan State, you go down the list. And he did an, an all-star game every year in Pittsburgh and brought, brought the kids there, published it in his paper. It was really a national paper. And it, and it exposed a lot of those players for some, some teams back in those days, the 60s and early 70s, weren't even scouting them. And so he would often say in Pittsburgh that he would, he would write that the Steelers should be scouting these guys. What is it with them? Well, one day he went in and spoke with one of the Roonies, and he said, why are you criticizing us so much? He says, because you should be scouting these guys. And all of a sudden he said, how would you like to work as a scout? And so he started working as a scout for the Steelers and had like a 40-year career doing that. It was a big part of the 1974 draft that has four or five Hall of Famers in it for the Steelers that included um, John Stallworth from Alabama uh, A&M. And you know, prior to that, it was Mean Joe Green, you know, Donnie Schell, who was part of this centennial class. These were guys that he saw and he started scouting and convinced the Steelers to draft. And it contributed tremendously to their Super Bowl run. And then other teams around the league saw it and started scouting those teams better. And I'll tell you a quick story, Fred and Van. When I, when I was doing radio back in the day, well, I'm still doing it, of course, but way, way back when George Boone was in charge of the scouting for the Cardinals, I remember looking at their media guide one year, and I saw that, and this was in the 80s now, they, they didn't even have a scout assigned to the South, but they had two assigned to the East. Yeah, there, there's so many schools in the East, aren't there? You know, Penn State, <laughs> Pitt, Boston College. Got any others for me? And they had two scouts for the East, but none in the South. And that included, besides the HBCUs, Alabama and Georgia and all those other schools. And I remember saying it on the air, and this is a true story, the next year when they printed their media guide, they took out the, the part of the country that each scout was responsible for. But anyway, it was groundbreaking. It took a long time for him to be recognized, but for him uh, being enshrined in the Hall of Fame this year is, uh, you know, a real, a real eye opener and recognizes uh, all those things that were done in the past that really helped uh, change the game. And of course, the American Football League in the '60s was a real breeding ground for a lot of those players that weren't in the NFL at the time. Unless you remember in the early '60s, I mean, the NFL, like baseball, wasn't integrated. You know, had only been integrated for about 10 years overall. And so the AFL changed a lot of that. The Buck Buchanans and, you know, the Art Shells and, and players like that. It just it changed the face of football. And, and we obviously see it today. My last one before I let you go, because we're, we're near a break, but give this one all the attention it deserves. Um, you now live in the Southwest. You cover the Cardinals. Obviously, Van and I are here in Albuquerque, and you understand the stretch that is Raiders Nation. You understand how it reaches the Southwest so significantly. And I think a strong belief here is Tom Flores was a big part of that. First Hispanic quarterback or Mexican-American, first Mexican-American head coach. Um, the influence of Tom Flores being able to, like, I'm going to use the word trailblaze, be able to trailblaze those. Uh, positions on a football team that had not been occupied by a Mexican-American. Um, how, how does that stand out to the Hall of Fame class? Is it, does that put a ton of weight, or is it, is it strictly what's in between like the playing lines? Well, it's supposed to be in between the, the lines and what a guy does as a coach, and all those things are all part of the story, but it's not technically supposed to 
determine whether, okay, this guy goes into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Because obviously there's a lot of other coaches waiting in line, the Dan Reeses and the Dick Vermeils and, and Marty Schottenheimer perhaps and Mike Holmgren. But, but certainly what he accomplished with the Raiders was tremendous. Yes, he did take over a great team when John Madden uh, retired, but he also had a deal with Al Davis. And so, uh, but all those things are, like you said, a, a huge part of the story and how he did so much in his career as a player, as an assistant coach. He, he didn't play a lot, but he did play. And an assistant coach and then a head coach. And so it's, it's great that he's finally getting to go in after all this time. He's not in great uh, physical health, but he has all his faculties. And it's been great to see him uh, through these days. And that, that's the great thing, too, about seeing these guys. Shows I'm doing for Sirius uh, today and tomorrow. The last couple of days – Man, I, I, I could, wow, the, the people we've interviewed for these shows that will be, that, that are taped, you know, the Lynn Swans and the Morton Andersons and John Stallworth and Joe DeLamalier and Andre Reed. I mean, it's amazing just, and just interviewing all these people and being around them uh, for a few days. And they just love, obviously, they love being around each other. And the big thing, guys, is that they're doing it now after not having it last year. And I think they even feel more special about this year having a, a reunion of their fraternity uh, once again and hope it's never interrupted again. So I anticipate Peyton Manning having an amazing speech. What- you know, it's going to be interesting because they have a time limit this year, and they are going to – they always give the guys a time limit, but it's not really followed. Well, this year they gave each a general six-minute limit on the speeches, but it's truly eight minutes because at eight minutes – they say they're turning off the teleprompter and they're going to start playing like Academy Award-like music. Uh, so, so it ends. And so they, they've gone through a, a tremendous editing process to get these speeches down uh, to around eight minutes. Now they're going to pause the clock. If a guy starts getting emotional and has to stop, they'll stop the clock when there's applause and there's nothing being said. But in terms of the true words being spoken, it's, they say it's going to be around eight minutes. Now you can still do a great job. In eight minutes, and I would think Peyton is, like you said, is, is going to have you know a tremendous one. I think Charles Woodson will have a very good one. But a lot of these guys, they, they do a great job. But sometimes when you get it to eight minutes, you really have to be concise and don't waste a lot of time. And so I'm, I'm going to be real curious how it is because certainly, guys, <clears throat> the most memorable speeches over the years, a lot of times, are the longer ones. You know, the ones that go 25, 30 minutes. The Ladanian Tomlinson is one of the iconic speeches uh, ever. You know, Chris Carter, uh, Ray Lewis, all those guys. Those are the ones that are memorable. So I'm really curious, five years from now, which speeches from these short ones this year are we going to be truly remembering? You can catch Howard all over SiriusXM's NFL radio channel. I think that's 88, Van, on on your SiriusXM dial. Uh, Get him regular on the Twitter. That's where I I get all of my sports. Hey, are you still like trying to break news all the time, Howard, or do you not care anymore? <laughs> no, I'll you know I'll break some. Yeah, I, I enjoy doing that. In fact, I had oh by the way, I had a story last night on Twitter. I found out at the Gold Jacket dinner that even though Troy Polamalu was not there, to, because I saw he that yeah. positive about a week and a half ago, I believe it was maybe two weeks. He wasn't there to get his gold jacket, but I'm told he was arriving in town last night and will be there today. Uh, for the enshrinement, so Get your uh, that, was, that was good to hear. Because and there was a big picture. There was this. There was this group of about thirty 
uh, people all in Polynesian garb uh, that took this group picture uh, outside the uh, the building where the Gold Jacket dinner was last night. And as soon as I saw that, I figured, well, there's that many people in town. Troy must be here, <laughs> or at least coming. I asked Howard to give us 10 minutes. He said he could do 15, and he did 20. Classic Howard Balzer. Thank you so much, <laughs> my friend. My pleasure, Fred. Take care. And you too, Van. Have a good day. I appreciate you, Howard. Thank you. There are a lot of professionals in the radio world, and not a lot of them are kinder than Howard Balzer. He, uh, he's, he's always given me so much effort and so much attention and so much guidance. Um, he's, like, he, he's who's got me in the Super Bowls. I'll be honest. Like, I've, I've been fortunate to cover some cool stuff. And, I, I mean, I'm, I'm okay at the way that I do radio, but this is not sports talk classic radio that I do. <laughs> like, this, like, the NFL is not calling me to go. Like, Howard had to be like, hey, I got a buddy. <laughs> so thank you to him. He is He's one of the good ones. Uh, we're going to grab a break, and we're going to come back and do like two minutes before we grab another break. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, Power Bend, Mexico, Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing a game with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Thanks for joining us. We're going back to commercial. <laughs> what do you got by tell like 90 seconds well we didn't talk about uh with howard just because literally because we're up against time um i guess it almost 10 years ago now nine years ago 10 years ago uh steve sable passed away he was the president of nfl films if you're not familiar um yes you are you're a liar you are familiar S- nfl films is what made me like care about the nfl because like when i was a kid I didn't have a pa- my parents didn't have a passion for athletics. They didn't have a passion for NFL. They didn't have a passion for sports. But the way that like NFL films would put together like those um and maybe you remember them on ESPN when we were kids. But those like 30 minute like like overproduced announcer voice like and uh, that's, this- that's what sticks out to me. I was yeah. about to say like it wasn't really the NFL films, it's the voice behind NFL yeah. films. And it the- was John Facenda, I, which I knew I would have got, yeah. I got that in you a trivia night. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So when like Facenda would come on, he'd be like, the Seattle Seahawks will fly again in the season of 93. Cause <laughs> Warren moon. And you're like, yes. Like I'm now a Seahawks fan after 30 minutes. Thank you. NFL films. Frozen tundra. Yes. Lambeau field. The slow motion capture of a football in a spiral is so insanely iconic. Mm. That did not exist until NFL Films, Steve Sable. Um, I think Disney bought them. That might not be right, or whatever. Their big production part sold or something. But the NFL owns them now. They own them now. And they do, like, hard knocks, and they do, like, all that kind of stuff. They, they have, they're, like, that organization. I think his kid runs it. Is that right? Don't know. Not sure. The uh, Disney owning it does not surprise me. Yeah. Are part of it. Don't quote me on that. Um, Disney owns everything. There's a bodega around the corner from my house. It got bought out by Disney. That's pretty sweet. Ed Sable was his father. That's what inspired him. Anyways, going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Post humorously? Is that what that's called? Is that correct? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Keep saying that out loud. Is that not what it is? What is it? Posthumous? Posthumously? Yeah. (laughs) Gotta get in. We're grabbing a break, Vital? Yep. 
Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing you with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animals. What a good little sit-down we just had with Howard Balzer from the Texter. Not enough parents are naming their sons Howard anymore. I agree. It's a very strong name. Well, they will after that interview. Yeah. Covers the Cardinals now. Phoenix. I'm not familiar with the Phoenix Cardinals. What league is that? Arizona Cardinals. Okay, guys. They. I don't know why <laughs> we're about to, to have Phoenix this. Cardinals. Are we going to have this fight right now? <laughs> the very little I know. And I try to share it with you. This is how you both treat me. Okay. I'm going to try to do this spoiler free. Okay. Okay. No spoiler because I really want to watch it. Okay. So last night, because movies don't come out in theaters anymore, Vital. Okay. So they no, do, but they, they don't. don't. So Suicide Squad or Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I don't care which title we use for the rest of the time. So Suicide Squad came out last night, one day ago. And normally there's a one-week rule. You don't talk about it for one week. Correct. I cannot wait. It was too good. Okay. Just okay. no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. 505-246-0610. Call the program. Don't spoil anything. Because no spoilers. We said that. I used to guest on a podcast called Real Spoilers. R-E-E-L. It's a very clever show. So the Suicide Squad comes out last night. Now, it has a bunch of very famous actors, okay? Yes. And they're all in the shadow of John Cena in this film. Oh, here John we go. Cena is the single-handedly brought the DC Universe back to life. The DC Universe was dead, and John Cena gave it CPR from his WrestleMania winning lips, and Suicide Squad is the new hotness. There will not be a single Halloween costume this year that is not Suicide Squad based. I I promise you that. Iconic looks, personality. There was a man shark. See the Suicide Squad immediately and then at Talk ABQ talk to me about it. Yeah, by the way, at Talk ABQ is our social media. You got to jump in. We're almost two weeks into caring about social media. If you've if you've connected with us in the past and noticed we didn't care, we've we've changed the game. We've been very low effort historically with social media. Well, you could have left now social media trying. off that sentence. <laughs> now we're trying. At Talk ABQ, get on our Instagram, come have some fun with us. Margot Robbie, JV. Pete Davidson, JV. Idris Elba, JV. You're insane. Nathan Fillion, JV. Daniela Melikor, whatever her name is, JV. Michael Rooker, JV. It's all about John Cena in this movie. (laughs) And traditionally, you can't see John Cena. But you can't look away in this film. You've been waiting to say that for two days, haven't you? I only saw it last night. Okay. But you thought about it before you even watched it. I guarantee it. And I watched it. So I have... The password to HBO Max. I don't have HBO Max. I have a password to it. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> I gave it to you so you'd watch The Wire. I'm, I'm, I'm on the road next week. Little radio, inside radio. You will be here in studio. Yeah. 
I will be on the road. The star-studded guest list. Is, well, I will be contributing to the program via I'll technology. You, I'll let you call in one segment. No, I'm doing the whole show. We have this talk. Oh. Is that okay with you, Vital? Vital doesn't care. No, I don't care. Oh. So... <laughs> and when I travel, we've had this talk. That's when I watch The Wire. Yeah. Yeah. I watch one, I watch one episode on the flight to where I'm going and one episode on the flight back to where I'm returning from. But there was a pandemic, so but, you've watched two episodes. <laughs> I think I've watched four. <laughs> I, Marvel needs this after the dump they took with Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. See, they got complacent. They rested. Made a garbage movie. Mm-hmm. And then DC's like, hold my beer. Yeah. In f- we're going to actually take your best director, James Gunn. James Gunn directed the both the Deadpool movies, by the way. By the way, he like that is what this movie is. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. You did really good with no spoilers. Also, the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's yes, in- yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he's insanely talented. So stop your weekend, whatever you're doing. I know the New Mexico games is doing the volleyball this weekend. They just can't. They're going to get it all in the day so that all the competitors can watch Suicide Squad tomorrow. Smart. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Produced by Zack Snyder. So, you know, there's like a lot of over editing and you're like, it's totally worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Why did everything change colors? Oh, it's so good, though. I cannot. I cannot even say otherwise. Like, and as it progresses, you're like, okay, okay, okay. Okay. No spoilers. But next week, there will be so many spoilers as we'll revisit the Suicide Squad two weeks in a row because it's sports adjacent because of John Cena. I just loved it, Vital. Do you you have an HBO password, Vital? I'll give you mine. No, I don't. It's not yours. I'll give you Vans. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's wrong. Come on. But if you want to <laughs> stay of course, for of course you can have it vital i will share anything with you okay spoiler alert spoiler alert there's an after credit scene watch it that's not a spoiler okay that's a heads up heads up everything about it is the best thing that i've seen in a superhero universe that's not the marvel superheroes and everyone knows i think ben affleck's the best batman so, like, this is, what I'm saying is not hyperbole. This is arguably the best action film I've seen in years. See it. See it immediately. I'm pumped. And at me. At me hard on this. At Talk ABQ. And heads up, this is not a paid advertisement for no. Suicide Squad. No. This is a paid advertisement to at me. Because I want to have this conversation. At T-A-L-K-A-B-Q. Because Viola Davis is so good. Everyone is so good. We're going to do a proper Suicide Squad segment next week. Because the one-week spoiler is over by then. Yes. Yeah. We're going to spoil it for you next week. It used to be a longer spoiler period. You don't know this, Vital. Because you're not the movie buff that I'm. The phone lines are lighting up because people are excited about the Suicide Squad. But it used to be you had to give multiple weeks for a spoiler. Two weeks was the rule. Two is fine. Yeah. yeah. But now, everything is at your fingertips. Right. You can watch Suicide Squad on your phone right now. Don't. It's big. I almost feel like my living room TV didn't give it justice. Hmm. Didn't give it justice league. Hey-o. 
see Suicide Squad too. I think it's just called the, the first one was Suicide Squad. This one's the Suicide. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they added an article to make it a new movie, which everyone knows that totally breaks the social network rules. Lose the the. It's a Justin Timberlake reference from the 2004 hit film about Facebook. <laughs> Why did that make it as a top seller? People sweated that movie. Oh, uh, because of... The social oh, network? What's his name? It was well written because it was written by, oh, West Wing guy. Oh, come on, brain. The walk and talk guy. The walk and talk guy? Oh, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he can go. Which stars Jesse Eisenberg, who plays Lex Luthor in the Justice League, which is in the DC Universe. Okay, it's all coming full circle at this point. Coming together like butt cheeks. Anyways, check that out. A little movie talk. You going to watch any of these Hall of Fame speeches today? Oh, you know 100% I'll be watching Peyton Manning's. Yeah, he's so clever. He can afford riders, too. We never ask anyone to call the program directly, but I do get excited over a couple of them, especially when we're talking film. Tommy is joining us on the Graphic Connections Hotline. Welcome to the program, Tommy. Hey, hey, not just Tommy. Our new Facebook friend, Tommy. Oh, added on the social media. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, digital friend? How you doing today? Yeah, Tommy the Truth, Michael Thomas Angel on, on the Facebook stuff, guys. But uh, I'm avid reader of comics since I was, you know, in the 70s. And, and I kind of, you know, jumped off the comic book things maybe the late 90s, and I've gotten recently back on it again. Uh, this Guardians of the Galaxy movie was, was the best one, and, and it was close to what the characters are in the comics, which I really enjoy. It was just filmed better. You know, Mr. Gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. I knew he would do it the right way. Then the first Suicide Squad movie, which was just, except for a few acting bits, I liked Will Smith and, of course, the girl that plays Harley Quinn in it, but it was horrible. This movie was done right. It had a good pace. There was action in it. There was some sensitive stuff in it, and it's just the way he films, uh, Peter Gunn. There's a pace that he films his movies to, and I tell people, if you love Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, you're going to love this movie, too. Um, and John Cena, surprisingly, uh, and he even admitted this. He started acting. He has been acting for a little while, but he said he wasn't a very good actor back then. He says he had to kind of go back to the drawing board with his acting. And his acting in this was surprisingly, he was funny. Uh, there were some good dramatic moments, good fight scenes. Um, it was a good movie. I love Shark Man, the shark dude, whatever. That was funny. But it was just the way he, Gunn paces his movies and adds all these old, old type music in it, like 70s and 80s music, stuff like that, which I really enjoy since I was in the 80s was my time. Uh, it was a very good movie. It was one of the better DC movies they put out. Um, and they need to keep putting out movies like this. They need to have creativity in their DC movies because I don't know if you, you know this is yourself. Probably Marvel movies on the whole are better than DC. They're better written. Except their animated movies, DC animated movies are incredible. So why can't you make them like them, like Flashpoint and other movies? But the movie was done very well. I, I, I totally agree with what you said about see this movie. Or wait till it gets into a theater, but I don't know what the COVID. I hope they do close theaters down again, but very well done. Action. It, it was funny. I mean, I laughed so many times at this movie. <laughs> There's a part in it I won't tell, but at the start of the movie, he knows what I'm talking about. That saw it. Hilarious. It's too funny. Kind of moment that happened. Yeah, it's like, uh oh. It was like an uh oh moment. But yeah, I recommend everybody to watch the movie. It, it was very well done. And John Cena, 
I would say I, I don't want to say he carried the movie, but he did a really good job. Him and and I love the guy that played Deadshot. Um, I can't even pronounce his name. Um, or Blood or Dead Sport or what is it? Right? Is it Deadshot? Alba. Alba, yeah, Alba played Bloodsport. I believe um, is his name. Bloodsport. Bloodsport, blood but the de- um, John Cena. I, I, he was he was he surprised me. He was really funny. He was really funny. It was like back in the day when Arnold Schwarzenegger did Twins back in the day. No one thought Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> could do comedy at all. They didn't think he could do it. They said it was the same funny. thing about Tom Hanks. They said the same thing. Can't do drama. Best drama actor of all time. Yeah. So yeah, it was good, guys. So yeah, definitely see it. Appreciate the call, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy. I'm telling you, it's it's I'm like it's the best thing. So whatever you plan this weekend, like like carve out a hard two hours and 15 minutes because that's how long it is it's not 90 minutes but it flies you, do you remember watching um stanley kubrick's uh oh what's the war one full metal jacket sure and you're like oh this like oh these guys go to like training camp and they learn to become like soldiers that's a really good movie and then for some reason he put a whole nother movie after it in the same movie where they go to war yeah and you're like no it should have ended here <laughs> like it should end it here with the basic training. This is a very good movie. That's the best, truest dis- depiction yeah. of uh, training or camp that's that what, I've ever been in. That's what this movie felt like. Where it was like, okay, th- we're through a really good movie here. Oh shoot, there's way more movie. Super, yeah. in- I'm super into it. Full so. Metal Jacket, that boot camp. That's the best ever. It's insane. It's intense. Do you know the the drill sergeant? Yeah, uh, Ronald Lee. Ermy? Uh yes. He was an actual drill sergeant. I didn't know that, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was he was there to train actors on how to be drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. But he They're was so like intense. no, like no. Yeah. You're so good. You're just, you just do it. He went on to do a bunch of like um charities and stuff too. He did a bunch of stuff for like uh like PTSD and he did a bunch of stuff for like uh mental health. And he used that that role, and I think he had a bunch of shows on the History Channel too. That like, yeah, yeah, were really good. Yeah, you remember when the History Channel used to do history? Wasn't that great? That was crazy. Yeah, it was the 40th anniversary of MTV this past weekend. Vital, did you know that? 40 oh yeah, years. we were talking about it. Yes, yepers. And every time I hear a song, I, I automatically think of MTV because of the videos that they had out. You know what I mean? watch them I, I was sitting there telling my grandparents can you please get cable i want mtv and they're like you go work for it sonny i want my mtv hey happy 40th anniversary M- mtv thanks for 10 years of good music <laughs> 30 years of reality tv the first the first non like the first live like reality based tv show was 1988 on mtv and it was remote control. You remember that? The, of the trivia show? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's when it all cool. changed. Kind of know a lot about MTV because this upcoming week, this Thursday night at Hollow Spirits, you and I, Van, are hosting a Jersey Shore trivia night. We sure are. At Hollow Spirits, which I'm a big Jersey Shore fan. You are not at no. all. No. I would say you've seen zero. I've, I've seen like half of a couple episodes. Okay. I've seen every episode. I love the Jersey Shore. So we're hosting Jersey Shore trivia this upcoming Thursday night, 6 p.m. at Hollow Spirits. If you're a Jersey Shore guy, or if you just like having a good time, this Thursday, 6 Mm p.m., Hollow Spirits. 
five doll hairs music trivia fellowship good beer good yeah. food good drinks we're doing it in the distillery too vital so it's not like the bar it's like the it's the distillery in the back so if you're into like the mechanics the guts of how that happens you'll be able to live in that world for a little bit Grab a break, sports talk when we get back. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. USA Basketball wins the gold medal for the fourth time in a row, so they are no longer losers. Social media was the winner, the real winner. Did you see uh, USA Basketball trolling LeBron James on Twitter? I literally have no idea what you're talking about. They were they were on the bus on the way to go pick up their gold medals. What is that? What? And they, they where are their gold medals at? They're not at the game. Yeah, they got to go to a different building to pick Stop. up. Stop. Yeah. They know there's going to be a winner there that's going to get the gold. Just bring the medals. You just don't hand them out. You got to do a whole ceremony. Okay, I'm going to buy what you're saying, but. Anyway, so the USA basketball <laughs> team was on the bus to go pick up their medals, All right. and they kept trolling LeBron and his tequila company on Twitter by taking celebratory shots for winning the gold medal and making the worst tequila faces Shut and up. saying how bad <laughs> LeBron James tequila was. Did he send it to him like, like here's for the celebration, boys, B-O-I-S? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, God. Of course he did. Which is a nice gesture. I am one of those guys. But it's also a, look at me. I'm not there, but I'm there. Luckily, I inspired you all to become basketball players. Should have sent him a copy of Space Jam 2. Got to watch that. Another favorite Olympic story that I don't think got enough attention. Hold on before you transition. I got one follow-up. Okay. They were drinking before they got the medals? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They didn't even have the medals yet? No, no, no. What do you think it's like performance enhancing? Like they're going to take away? Well, specifically talking about tequila because like I'm the guy who that exaggerated tequila face. I do, but it's that's my regular tequila face is right. is like like sour clinch face. Also, I can't eat like red hot. Like I can't eat like big red gum. Right. Yeah. So like tequila gets your boy. I gave you a little hot tamale candy one day, and like you were laid up in bed. For, that was stupid for, that you did that for two days. Yeah, yeah. That uh, low key, that was very mean. <laughs> Van Pickles, are you familiar with this, Vital? He pickles, and he'll put like like peppers in his pickles to make them like hotter pickles. Yeah, and then he'll offer them to me, knowing that I cannot accept them. And it's like putting a treat in front of a dog, knowing that it will hurt you. You're actually not very cool with me when it comes to my very sensitive palate. <laughs> well, I like for you to try new things and expand your horizons. I made Cajun pickles this time, like Louisiana hot pickles. I can't wait to slide one in unbeknownst to you. Oh, God, I don't want one. And watch you get tortured. I'm sorry. So you were saying, so more celebration, Japan did what? Anyways, <laughs> a story that I think flew under the radar is Eddie Alvarez. Okay. Do you know this story? Uh, No. So Eddie Alvarez won silver with the USA baseball team. There we go. But six years ago, 
he won a speed skating silver also. So he's one of three Americans in the history of the Olympics to get medals in two different sports. All right, who else has done that? Oh, why'd you have to grill me like oh, that? Oh, I don't know, because I just didn't know. But I can look it up. <laughs> Let's see here. Because I would have no idea. If I had to guess, it's going to be something weird. Like, there'll be a winter and a summer one. Like, someone will have won a gold or a medal in both winter and summer. So it'll be like somebody will be like a snowboarder and a skateboarder. So I'm going to say Sean White is probably on the list. If that's not correct, I would I would be surprised because that seems like an obvious one to me. I'm literally Googling it because I don't know. Is that right? I am so sorry for the dead air. I need to sneeze so bad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've been holding it back. And it's just making it worse. We have a button for that. So, okay, I got it here. Are you ready? Okay. It's way more than what you said. No. Yeah. Did you say gold or silver? Like what? metal. No, it's been done a lot. Yeah, it's For been the United States of America. Yeah, it's been done a lot. So you have you have a bad thing here. Cause like Johnny Wismuller, who I've never heard of. He won in, like, swimming and water polo. Okay, those are the same. What? What? They're both in water. No, they're insanely different sports. Insanely different. Eddie Egan, bobsled and boxing? Thank you. Okay, he's one of them. I'm so... (laughs) Con Finley, rowing and sailing? Okay, those are both the same. Walter Winnis, art competitions and shooting. Hey, don't you dare name these weird old-timey sports. I'm naming weird old-timey ones. It's called art competitions. What does that mean? Does he just paint in front of people? I mean, I th- maybe it's like a uh, uh, yes, kind of yes. They should only allow kindergartners to do that. <laughs> it's a, it's like, like, oh, a finger it's painting. It's a really good macaroni painting, Steve. To be fair, to be fair, it's be mo- fair. it's mostly swimming and water polo. Yeah, that's all it is. Equestrian and polo. I mean, those are two different sports, right? Okay, all right. Bob Slay and boxing. That's legit. I'll give Eddie Egan that one. Those are different. All right, soccer and football. Joseph Linden. That's a good one. Diving and water polo are very different. Okay, you can't just say like. Bob Sleigh and Skeleton. That's the same thing. All right, hold up. 1904 in St. Louis, which, by the way, there's only like 200 competitors in the Olympics. Frank Kugler won three bronzes with tug of war, wrestling, and weightlifting. Okay, there has to be a different kind of qualifier. I'm just telling you. I'm looking at the list. There's a lot going on in this list. Friend of the show, Dan, is joining us. Welcome to the program, Dan. Brothers, what's happening this morning? Well, I'm trying to blow Van out of the water here on his lack of multi-athlete Olympic winning medalist. <laughs> that is an obscure topic. <laughs> hey, who's the who's the pickler? Who's the pickler in the crew here? Who's the pickler? That would be Van. 
Van, you're my man, Van. I'm a pickler, bro, from way back. Oh, nice. Man, I, oh, yeah, we, we do all different flavors and spices, and uh, we get real creative with it, man. We'll have to hook up and share some pickles back and forth, you know what I mean? That's a weird That's sentence. About That's harvest. A, are you hitting on me, or are you really talking about pickles? I'm really hitting my butt. Well, you know, I'll take it for whatever you I'll save you a jar. Let's meet up sometime. No, hey, come to the oh, Jersey Shore. You know, come to the ask, Jersey Shore ask, trivia. Ask Jeff, when you get a chance, uh, Zimbieta. I've taken him and the girls over at the at the New Mexico Bowl office. I've taken them pickles over the years and some preserves and uh, ask them about it. You know, they'll give me a, a, a gold star or not. Love that. Hey, okay. So, on the on the on the Hall of Fame front, since I have you guys on the line, and it was really good to hear you guys this week on the radio. I think you should have a a, a show during the week, but Aww. that's just me. I'm I'm biased. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. So, on the Hall of Fame front, that was a big conversation yesterday that I heard back and forth about whether or not Patrick Mahomes, if it was right now should be in the Hall of Fame. And there's one young guy that he's adamant, you know, that Patrick Mahomes right now with what he's done qualifies for the Hall of Fame. I'm one of the ones that says, no, he does not. I'd like to hear your guys' take on it, see how you feel about that whole issue. I like that rabbit hole idea, right? Um, I'm going to say no in this second, but... I don't know if I could always stay with that because, like, he's done the, that weird stuff, right? Does he have the 50-touchdown season already? Is that correct? Yeah. The yeah. 50-touchdown season, he, he, so there's a, there's a lot of – it's kind of a double-edged sword. There's a lot of things that he's surpassed and a lot of things that he hasn't even come close to. So therein lies the conversation, you know what I mean? If it was right this moment – would he make the Hall of Fame? I say no. Well, it, I, God, you're going to get into weird stuff, though. Because, like, I, and Howard Balzer said it earlier, where he was like, there's like a backlog of guys. Like, so you can't, like, if there was like an immediate, hey, we're going to, like, put you in this second because of whatever reason, I don't think so. But, like, when he does retire, when he actually retires, yeah, sure, fire. I have no doubt. Because he'll put up the numbers you need to for the next, what, 10 years? Yeah. I mean, if he stays healthy plays a few more years he's going to have a hall of fame career hey, Gail Sayers, he's though. got the trajectory i mean he's already in the hall of fame of absolutely adorable southern accents <laughs> that is for sure <laughs> is there such a thing if you compare you like much, so, some of the guys that are already in there like uh that, there's always that joe namath comparison right like everyone's like joe namath is in and his numbers were garbage yeah you know but he was the best quarterback for three seasons in the 60s so people are like he's the one he's i mean he's i i like the comparison like it's not all statistics because like the modern generation of football has all the numbers yeah you know, modern baseball has all the numbers it's like can you tell the story of football without using his name oh okay i like that that's that's my comparison so that's when guys like joe namath make it in yeah like joe namath didn't put up hall of fame numbers but you can't tell the story of football without talking about Joe Namath. I also like that it's the Hall of Famous. It's not the Hall of Very Good Football Players. Yeah. It's guys that are famous. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's 
It's a Hall of Fame, man. Not yeah. very good. Not the Hall of kind of very good. That's why Terrell know? Davis is in. Because Terrell Davis, although he won yeah. three ships, like he's not one of the best running backs to ever play the game. But he's very famous. Yeah. You put him in. Kurt and, Warner. And TD's in. TD's in only with two or three years of superior play. But, you know, shout out to, of course, Peyton Manning, very entertaining guy in, in multiple facets. Uh, I think he's awesome. And the big one, Troy Polamalo, man. I think the Polynesian community has inundated the, the community there at the Hall of Fame ceremonies today. So I think they're going to have a blast. Love that. But, hey, always a, a pleasure to talk to you guys. I really sincerely do think you guys should have a, a show during the week, but that's just me. Oh, that's very kind of Dave. Be safe, man. I'm going to sign Dan up as my new agent is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put – we're going to get an agent Dan, and we're going to start – we're going to start a small business where we represent college athletes who are getting paid because they're all getting paid right now. I don't know if you guys have seen the numbers. We I, get, I do appreciate the kind words. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's easy for us to brush that off. I asked uh, – Cumul- I know we're about to go to break. We guessed it on the the opening drive this past Wednesday, and I asked Cumulus. I was like, hey, can you guys cut together like a highlight reel, what you thought was really good and what we could focus on? And they were like, there were no highlights. Oh. oh. No one's ever said that, Fred. <laughs> You're so humble. We're having a break when we get back. Van is going to finish this point about how only three Olympians have ever won multiple medals in the Olympics in different sports. And I'll tell you what. I said it wrong. I just figured it out after the break. I'll tell you what Dave I Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. When we're playing, we're playing again with the I-9 Sports. We're having a drink downtown at Bourbon Abu. It's 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Congratulations to Josh Pitbull Torres. Big win last week. Holds the belts. Were we the only two guys in New Mexico that didn't make the trip down? Shoot. That place was rocking. It was rocking. We got to check out the next fight. Yeah. Got to get down to Rio Doso. Which I love. I've been like two or three times to Rio Doso, two times. It is a cool spot. I used to spend an insane amount of time there. Yeah. Because, uh, as you know, the listener may not know, oh, okay. I used to play poker for a living. Yep. I played poker for a living for six years in my youth before I went back into public service and entertainment career pursuits. That Okay. So I spent a lot of time in Rio Doso. It is absolutely beautiful. It's beautiful. And the End of the Mountain Gods Resort and Casino yeah. is beautiful. I have never seen a fight there, but the next card, I'm going down. Did you play Texas Hold'em in Rio Doso? Oh, yeah. A lot of No Limit Texas Hold'em. That was my number one. Also, Pot Limit Omaha. A big Omaha guy. So, okay. Eddie Alvarez, who's a mixed martial arts fighter. I Nope, he is not. Oh, okay. That's the other Eddie Alvarez. Ah, shoot. I was confused. So, he has medals at the Winter and Summer Olympics. Okay. And only two other Americans have done that. That's what I said. Is one Sean White? No, it is ah, not Sean White. I thought for sure. Okay. Okay, so Americans, another Eddie. Eddie Egan, 1920, medaled in boxing. 1932, medaled in the four-man bobsled. And Lauren Williams, 2,400-meter sprint. And then 2014, two-woman bobsled. So only three Americans have won a medal at the Summer and Olympic Games. Okay. I just said two medals in two different sports. But there is another qualifier. And by the way, this... Okay, I found five Americans who have done it. No, wait. 
Three Americans and five overall. Five overall. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, this list of, this Wikipedia list of multiple medalists in different sports is ridiculous. Yes. Swimming and water polo are too related to be different sports. They're, one has a ball. One, there's no goalie keeping you from the breaststroke. Okay, look. 1984-1996, Karch Karai is a, is a two-time medalist at volleyball and beach volleyball. They're both volleyball. Those aren't two different sports. Tug of war and wrestling are two different sports. Barely. <laughs> They're cousins. Okay. Uh, British Rebecca Romero. I mean, I'm not taking away from their accomplishments whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Kudos to them. Yeah. Cycling and rowing. It's the same thing. One's on land, one's on water. There was a period in like the turn of the last century when every rugby player was also a tug-of-war competitor, apparently. Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah. The rugby team just like finished their match and then grabbed a rope and said, now let's do this. I will tell you that bobsled and skeleton... Those are the exact same. Are the same. I'll, I will exactly. agree. I will, I will concede that one. Cross-country skiing and Nordic combined, same thing. Am I surprised? It's the same thing. That Gustav Dyson was able to medal in both fencing and modern pentathlon? No, because that involves fencing. Yeah. But you also have to ride a horse, and you have to swim, and I think there's a gun involved. <laughs> All right. Who is just going to run 10 miles and then shoot a BB gun? That is low-key? That's weird. Like, Are you hunting a singular rabbit? Yes. You're tracking one rabbit across the desert. Hey, listen, guy. I heard- and then just not even killing him, just like angering yes. him. Yes. Not even with the real gun. With an air you pistol. shoot him with a BB gun. Yeah, with an air, air pistol. Rifle. Here's the thing. air rifle. Here's the thing, Michael. If you run 10 miles down this railroad track, you might see a rabbit at the end. <laughs> pew, pew. And, if, and you have to, like, what? You get it. You got to hit it exactly inside the ear to kill it with a pellet gun i don't have the answer to that question because i've never ever shot at anything that's alive if you hit a rabbit like and it's like let's say hind quarters okay you hit a rabbit right in the butt meat yes it's just gonna run away you're just gonna anger the rabbit traditionally rabbits hop and i'm not saying your verbiage is wrong but i don't believe that rabbits run okay it will hop yeah in an accelerated manner away from you Cross-country skiing and Nordic combine are the same sport. Yes. Okay. Okay, here's one that is absolutely the same. All joking aside. Speed skating and short short track speed skating are the same. It has the word speed skating yes, in both. They're not different. They're not different whatsoever. But Eddie Alvarez, though, an American hero. Okay. Silver medal, Winter Olympic speed skating. Silver medal, baseball. Good Summer Olympics. Quite the accomplishment. I don't think I could do it. Speaking of USA Baseball, shot out to ex-MLB star Todd Frazier. The Todd Father. That's his real nickname? The Todd Father. That's very good. It's strong, isn't it? The Todd Father was like the cool uncle on a team full of teenagers and 20-somethings. And led them to a silver medal. Oh, he was on the team? Yes. He played every game. Wow. Oh, oh wow. Wow. You don't oh, say, guy. Oh, wow. 
Wow. Todd, oh, Todd Father. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, you know, hey, it's kind of a uh, third base is locked down, guys. Don't hit it over there. That's pretty big. Oh, and guess what? Oh, okay. The Todd Father. Uh, we're, bir- we're birthday buddies. We have the same birthday. All right, that's... February 12th. <laughs> same here? You just uh, call this no. Old, this he's, old man. He's two, he's two years younger than me. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about him in a way that he's the old man. He's decrepit. And huh? he's still two years younger than me. USA Baseball has the best logo. Say otherwise and I'll call you a liar. Yeah, Ooh. I like that logo. So good. I'm a big fan of Mexico's in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, very good. The M? The M. Strong, strong M. I had a hat for a while. I think I could... We've had this talk off the air. I think I could become an Olympic archer. On recurve. Not compound. Compound is not for me. It's too easy. It's too easy. Too easy. I'm talking recurve only. It does all the arching for you. Yeah. What are you even doing? You're pointing. Yeah. Yeah. You're the best at pointing. Ugh, okay, I got it. It just sits there. It's nothing. Yeah. But recurve. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Everybody look out. Where's the next one? Chicago? If you were to... I believe LA. If you were to be like, hey, Fred, here's a recurve sponsor... For four years, practice as hard as you practice at anything. And by the way, the value that I'm giving to Recurve Company, because I don't know who creates bows. Paris. Paris. Then L.A. All right. Well, I'm going to shoot for L.A. because I'm a hometown hero. So I'm going to skip Paris and I'm going to do the L.A. Olympics. So Paris 2024, L.A. 2028. Are there age requirements? Because you're going to be up there in eight years. Yeah, but I can still shoot a recurved bow. You should try. What's your uh, like Annie Oakley or Will or William Tell? What would be your winter sport? <gasps> I got it. Okay, let's get a curling team. Uh, I already curl. Let's go to the Winter Olympics, medal in curling. Yeah, then you can medal in archery in the Summer Olympics, and you could be on the list with Eddie Alvarez. If any friends of the show would like to join our curling team, Curls for Girls, we're playing every Thursday night at The Post. <laughs> By the way, very good name I just came up with for our team. Or how about Larry Moe and Curling? Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's very good. I'm just, I'm being serious. I watched the archery. I could win it. That's what I'm saying. You have a huge advantage because you're six. You're six and a half feet length. tall. Yeah, same reason I went at darts. You stretch your arms out. You're there. Yeah. Or badminton. No, I suck at badminton because you need lateral movement. Yeah, you got to move around. Yeah, a lot hit. of people think they can do it. Mm-mm. Hips don't open up the way they used to. All right, art competition. Are you ready? Works of art inspired by sport. Five categories, including architecture, literature, music, painting, and sculpture. The juried art competitions were abandoned in 1954 because artists were considered to be professionals. While Olympic athletes were required to be amateurs since 1956. So the Olympic cultural program took that place. (laughs) I think we should bring the art competition back. 
and then make it like the pentathlon where there's multiple arts, but we only have children doing yeah, it. I love that. Like, am- have, like actual amateurs. Yeah, we have like the macaroni round. Hey, I'm in. And the finger painting round. Yeah. How many? How many? How much popcorn are you gonna string on this Christmas tree guy? The popcorn round, and then we have the uh, coloring in between the lines round. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And then freestyle. Oh, which is where they stack rocks in a national park, and, do- and everyone does it from the continuation until a brisk breeze comes through and knocks them all over. Yeah. Well, the freestyle round is like they just draw something nonsensical and they hand it to you, yeah. and you're like, "What's this?" And they're like, "It's the Olympic flag." <laughs> is it though? There's only four circles here. This is doesn't it? even close. It? Yeah, it looks like scribble sport. You remember when you were a kid and you'd get on MS Paint and you would just draw lines and then fill them in? Oh, yeah. That's what this would be. It would That's... be that. And by the way, the ne- like I'm a big like leave it the way you found it guy when you go to national parks. You 100%. Know, I'm a national park pass holder. Yeah. Like leave it lay. Pack, it, pack in, pack out. 100%. But I'm a big fan of that rock stacking stuff that people do at national parks. And I know you're not supposed to. And I know it's like a lot of people complain about it. You get on social media and you look up like rock stacking. People are like, it's, you're defacing. You're ruining the experience. I love it. It's rocks. It's rocks. They might accidentally end up like that. Yes. Yeah. I freaked out the first time I saw one of those. Oh, same way I freaked out when I, I learned Stonehenge existed. Yeah, sure. I thought it was like a mini Stonehenge. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, what? What historical artifact did I just stumble across? Yeah, right off this walking path through this national park. Yeah. I may have been on some jazz cabbage at the time. Yeah. So my imagination might have got the best of me. I love that stuff. Yeah. Jazz cabbage? No. Rock stack. Yes, rock stack. Okay. You and I are going to visit a Pacific Island COVID allowing. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And I will... I will find a handful of rocks and I'll stack them and I'll take a photo. See that at Talk ABQ. Hey, a-, a shout out to friend of the show, oh. Chris Losack from yeah. Astro Zombies. Oh, I like him a lot. His daughter is also on the birthday list. Oh. So, so me and Chris Losack of Astro Zombies' daughter. Yeah. And uh, Todd Frazier, the Todd father. And uh, Charles Darwin and Abraham Lincoln. All born on Valentine's Day. Two days before. Okay. Yeah. Don't really know. Don't know your own birthday. Yeah. Grab a break. We'll get back. We'll wrap up this second hour. Lots more sports to come. We haven't talked to MLB yet. No, we're going to. Which we're going to. So now now the loyal listener has my name. Some have my, <laughs> a- some have my address. And now you have my DOB. Now you just need my last four. When we get back, decode... <laughs> Vans last four, and I'm going to let you know it's not the year that they got rid of the art competitions at the Summer Olympics. Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect, or excuse me, we're playing again with the I-9 Sports. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 16, the sports animal. Bye, Tal. I've been working on it, but I had not secured it, so I didn't say it. But now that I know it, I'm going to share it, okay? Go for it. Matt Avila is going to join us at 10.15 to talk about the Duke City Gladiators. Uh, Duke City is home tomorrow against the Northern Arizona Wranglers, so he'll be here at 10.15. We'll talk a little bit about the indoor football team here in town. We'll give away some tickets. We're going to do that at 10.15. So that's very exciting. Make sure you're tuned in with us 
He, uh, I tell you what, they have such a good team over there. It's fun to watch. Yeah. It's very exciting. Led by quarterback Nate Davis, who can make any throw in the world. Correct. So that'll... And hits a golf ball like 400 yards. We will be at the Rio Rancho Event Center tonight. We're going we're gonna go catch a concert tonight. Yeah, we are. Yeah, what are we seeing? Uh Zap. What is that? Uh it's a Roger late seventy uh no Roger. I think it's but just, yeah, well, he, just he, Zap. he died a long time ago. Yeah, he passed. I'm a big Zap and Roger dork. Yeah. I love old funk music. Late seventy, early eighties funk out at the Rio Rancho Event Center. There's gonna be a bunch of people there. He was the first one who's, who uh, used the Vox Box, and that was back in the late 70s. That is correct. Mm, there you because go. Because I was and, a uh, DJ, and I remember that. We're about to get a, I'm going to uh, get a one-on-one on that then, so I'm very excited about that. So we're going to go down there tonight. You and I and a bunch of friends of the show are going to be down there. Uh, thank you to the Rio Rancho Event Center for being such a proud partner of the program and a friend of the show. Hit us up on the Instagrams. Yeah. Any social media, at TalkABQ. Slide into our DMs if you're at the Rio Rancho Event Center, and we'll uh, come give you a high five. I will high five anyone socially in distance. I would. So I'm, you know, I'm a mask guy indoors still. Correct. So I'll be wearing my mask tonight. Correct. But you can recognize me from my height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know if you saw this man, the Rio Rancho Event Center. Uh, they are having Nelly. Nelly is coming to Rio Rancho October the twelfth. And we are going to spend the entire week celebrating that because that is how I, being from St. Louis, the time that Nelly became the greatest performer in the history of music, Nelly will be at the Rio Rancho Event Center on October the 12th. I think those tickets are going on sale immediately, and if not, as soon as possible. But that will sell out within like 10 minutes. I'm not going to lie, Fred. Yes. It's a Tuesday. I... It's, a, it's a Tuesday. I bag on you a lot yeah, for your horrible taste in music, but I am so happy for you that Nelly is coming to your new hometown yeah, so you can relive your glory days from your old hometown in the beautiful confines of the Rio Rancho Event Center. Why aren't you using plural possessive? Why aren't you saying that you're excited for us to go to Nelly? Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I know. I'm, I didn't even ask you. I told you. You kind of did, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. Vital, I put out a little group text, and I said, no excuses. I said, hey, look what we're doing. <laughs> no excuses. So we're going to go down tonight and watch Zap. You can still get tickets for that. And then tomorrow, I'm going to go back to the Rio Rancho Event Center, and I'm going to watch the Gladiators. Ooh, baby. You spend a lot of time out there. And it's an afternoon one. I don't know if you guys have seen. Like, I love going to a game during the day and leaving during the day. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. Pretty sweet. Also, I think there's a day game on Tuesday for the Isotopes. I'm going to be very busy with sports this week. You will see us at the Topes game on Tuesday. Catch us at the Rio Rancho Event Center almost every day. <laughs> Let's grab a break. I'll give you all the sponsors when we get back. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. All right, we're back on the program. Got 15 minutes until Matt Avila joins us from the Duke City Gladiators. I'm going to talk about the IFL. We got a little afternoon game tomorrow. Nothing like a day game, baby. Nothing like a day game. All right, so NFL talk. Kirk Cousin 
is Cousins. Kirk Cousins is the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Correct. Cool. Kirk Cousins played football at Michigan State? Correct. Okay. Kirk Cousins is from a little town in Michigan. Cool. Okay. Got it. So, here's where it gets weird. Kirk Cousins was just recently released off of the COVID-19 slash reserve list. Cool. He was considered a close contact contact with rookie Kellen Mond, who tested positive for the COVID-19 virus last Saturday. All this is fine, right? Yep. Got it. Here's the thing. No symptoms. Uh, six negative tests. Doesn't have it. Cool. Okay. Good. I, I love all of that. I don't want anybody hurt. No, absolutely not. So, Kirk Cousins, when asked about his vaccine, like, if he was vaccinated, quote, Cousins says, quote, a very private health matter for me, and I'm going to keep it as such. I can't read into that because I don't know. I tried to look up surrounding, like, has he said, forget the vaccine? Has he said, I'm pro-vaccine? I can't find anything definitive. I can't either. Okay. And I tried. And I tried. I put it, because when I saw this, because I thought this would be a thing. I thought this would be a thing. Kirk Cousins from Holland, Michigan. So a hospital in Holland, Michigan, that Kirk Cousins has been working with since 2017, issued a statement via the local like sports affiliate, and it says, quote, As the trusted healthcare leader along the lakeshore, we are committed to providing accurate, timely health information and guidance based on guidelines from the CDC and medical experts. While we acknowledge that each person is entitled to their own viewpoints, those who speak on behalf must support messages that align with the hospital's position on matters of vital importance to individual and community health. For this reason, Holland Hospital will discontinue using Kirk Cousins as our spokesperson for now. We are proud of our association with Kurt. He embodies many values we respect and share as part of our work culture. However, we must be certain that our communication about COVID vaccinations are constant and unequivocal. Okay. He didn't say forget the vaccine. I'll tell you what. He said it's a very private health matter. Okay. That means his agent and his marketing director said, hey, don't pull a Cole Beasley and say something stupid. Mm -hmm. You're going to ruin your brand. Just call it a very private health matter. Because anti-vaxxers buy sneakers too? Exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. Maybe he has a blood condition. We have a mutual friend that can't get the vaccine because of blood clots in his family history. Right. Sure. Maybe you have any number of health conditions that won't allow you to get the vaccine. Sure. I agree with all of that. I agree with personal choice. I am an advocate against advocacy for your belief. So if your belief is everyone has to get the vaccine, it should be a government mandate, this is the law, everyone should follow it, no, I'm not in. 
if your belief is no one should get the vaccine, forget the government, everyone's out to get you, it's it's a conspiracy against individuals, no, I'm against you. And I'll speak on those two. But if you are, hey, absorb the information and the knowledge and, and make the decision that you and your healthcare provider decide is best, which, by the way, 99.99.99 is going to be get the vaccine. And if you're not in that crowd, like our mutual friend, I get it. Yeah, it's rare. It's rare. It exists. But hey, if we're at herd immunity and the overwhelming majority of the population was vaccinated, we wouldn't have to worry about this very small group of people who are so dangerously at risk. Yeah. And again, let me preface what I'm saying. Neither of us are medical experts. No. And it's kind of perfect that we had our disclaimer before this segment. Yes. <laughs> because Cumulus, KNML. CBS Sports Radio, not the views. We're not medical health no. professionals. And let me tell you, this here is United States of America, brother. Has been, will be. Freedom. Yeah. These colors don't run to the doctor <laughs> and get good medical advice. But well, because I can't not afford it. <laughs> you have the freedom in this country to do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else. Let me tell you about consequences. But... You're kind of killing your neighbors by not doing this. Good job, Kirk Cousins. And Kirk, hey, and here's the thing again, Kirk Cousins. You got a practice that's going to allow you to feel safe and you'll adhere to all the testing and isolation and everything that goes along with it. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, I'm on your how team. About, would Cousins have not have caught it if he had been vaccinated? Well, he didn't catch it anyways. Oh. It was Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond had it, who I'm oh, not okay. familiar with. No. Um, He's a quarterback. But I tell you what, uh, what's his name? Where's homeboy? Kellen Mond? Uh, no, Jake Browning Oh, is the only one in the Vikings quarterback crew who's vaccinated. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so he's going to get a lot of reps. He's going to get a lot of reps. And again, and I cannot stress this enough, you do you. Up until the point where you're like, hey, what I'm doing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to pressure others to do that thing. Then I'm out on you. And that can be either way. If you're like, you have to get the vaccine or you're off my friends list. No. 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 And if you're like, hey, if you get the vaccine, then we're, we're I'm not inviting you to any weddings. No. Okay. That's a, that's a little extreme. But there are people that are extreme. Both sides of those are extreme. And I don't like either of them. I don't like the extreme or anything. I don't run my air conditioner at full blast. Like, I need like... I need moderation. This is why I don't binge watch TV. And it is very weird to me. Like, I understand. Okay. Air quotes. Very private health matter. Cool. I get it. And we're not going to pressure you and your family to to do what the whoever wants you to do. Every medical expert in this country, overwhelmingly 99 plus percent say, hey, get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Get this country up to herd immunity. It will go away. Uh, but then, Rand Paul said, although I know he's a doctor, it's not of uh, this type of uh, specialty. Here's the thing, listener. Yeah. Van and I are very good at morning talk alternative rock radio. That's why we're only okay on the sports talk channel. Oh, you give us more credit. Because our that. specialty is not country music. <laughs> it's different. And it's not deciphering medical studies either no but guess what i believe in 
Medicine. Scientists. Holland Hospital. Okay, and I don't get it. Yeah. How NFL players are so against this. They're not. They're, well, okay. A larger handful than I at first anticipated is against getting the vaccine. As of Thursday this week, 70% of the country has at least one vaccination. That's good. And the NFL numbers are close to the national average. Too. They're above. Yeah. Your job is to play a kid's game, but do it with big, strong adults. Yeah. You get smashed in the head for three hours mm -hmm. once a week. Why are you worried about a vaccine when your your biggest concerns should be CTE, concussions, life-changing injuries? You know what your body if goes you're through? you're smashing your head against other dudes' heads for three hours, why are you worried about two little pokes? You're only talking about three hours on game day. Correct. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about practice? You're talking about the game. Also, Vital, I don't know if you remember last December when I had COVID-19. But here we are. What are we now? Eight months. We're nine months removed from that. I'm nine months removed from when I had COVID-19. My lungs still don't work. You're still not right. No. Hey, for real, my liver doesn't work, although I haven't got it tested, but I cannot, I cannot drink alcohols the way I did before. You're a big dude. Yeah. Vital, I could have, this is no joke, I could have 10 Fredweisers and I'd be fine. I can have four Fredweisers now because my body just doesn't clean it up like it did. Yeah. Yeah. My body does not work the way it used to work. And I'm not telling you what to do. You do whatever you want to do. But I'm telling you, if I don't think to breathe, Michael, before I walk up my 14 stairs in my house, I will be exhausted when I get to the top of my 14 stairs because my lungs were not working. And you're not wildly out of shape either. No. I'm regular out of shape. We go to the gym three to five times a week. Yeah, we have actually slipped recently, but we are traditionally a five times a week guy at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Big shout out to the YMCA. Who, by wonderful the way. organization and wonderful gym. If you're looking for a gym. Yeah. Albuquerque. It's a dollar a day. Dollar a day. Check out the YMCA. It is legit nicer than you think it is. Yeah, it's insanely nice. It blew my mind. I love it. Nicest people in the world. It's so good. Send a shout out to Albert and Esteen. Holland Hospital, just like Kurt Cousins, is in the right here. Sure. Everyone's in the right. Yeah. I'm not mad at anyone. But you got to consider. We have a proud sponsor of this program, New Mexico Penny on Coffee. I got caught the other day at Coffee with a Cop at the Starbucks. Albuquerque Police Department was doing Coffee with a Cop at the Starbucks. I was like, there's a lot of police officers at the Starbucks. I'm going to go in and check it out. I was like, I feel like I'm betraying New Mexico Pinion. If they were to cut our sponsorship right now, I'd understand completely. <laughs> hey, by the way, that little Coffee with the Cop event that I went to, Coffee with the Cop, it was kind of a lot of fun. It was like connecting with people you don't necessarily always get a chance to connect with. Do you think you think about Holland Hospital? When you're saying those things, because that's part of your mindset, right? Kirk Cousins. It has to be. You probably didn't think about it. You probably didn't think about it until they pulled their relationship with him. And I don't know what that relationship was. I don't know if it was monetary or if it was 
his charity. I don't know. I don't know if he has a wing named after him. I don't know if he's Bob Costas. This is going to happen with everyone, though. Kirk Cousin blamed his exposure on the fact that the quarterback's room is too small. He said he's willing to hold team meetings outside in January if it when it's freezing cold in Minnesota. <laughs> he said he, he'd even consider surrounding himself in plexiglass to keep himself safe from the coronavirus. Here's the thing. Now he, we're getting tongue-in-cheek. He took off his mask. That's what happened. I mean, none, that's not going to be in writing. You talking about the future song? I'm mask a, off? Well, we all wear masks. Percocet. Molly Percocet. Can't see the rest of it. That's the only thing I can say. That's whenever you blow stuff out of proportion like this, it's because you did something dumb. <laughs> they sat down in the room to watch film and they took off their masks. Or they shared a, a bag of Pringles or some box of tube. Yeah. Guess what you can do when you're all vaccinated? That. Take your mask off, yeah. share Pringles, play football, give hugs. We had a business meeting the other day, Vital. Make at, out with strangers. Wait, yeah. what? What? We had a business meeting at the press club the other day. It's like a, I don't know if you're familiar. This is the best place in town. It's the best place in town. This is not a paid advertisement. No. Anyways, they had like a weird, like northern New Mexico hippie desert, like IPA beer or something. And as we were like, yeah, we'll all get one of this weird beer. The the keg, the keg pops, the keg runs out. So you know what I did? I took a taste of Vans beer and that was safe for us. Yes. Team Moderna. Would not have been safe for Kirk Cousins. Grab a break. Matt Avila is going to join us right after the break. We're going to talk Duke City Gladiators. We're going to have a lot of fun doing that. they got a game tomorrow at 3 p.m. We're going to give away four tickets. So as soon as we wrap with Matt, you call the program, and you can go to the Duke City Gladiators on us. There have been huge crowds out there the last couple times we've been. Rowdy crowds. Yeah, it is a poppin'. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM AM 610. We're back on the program. Director of Public Affairs, Matthew Villa, just joining us. Talk about the Duke City Gladiators. They're at home tomorrow. It's a day game, boys. There's something special about going to the game during the day and leaving the game during the day. And you know when there's a day game. So you go to church in the morning, you tailgate after, arena football after that. Matthew, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. I like to say fantastic and getting better, right? Wait, that's what you say? Oh, yeah. I tagged Matt on a social media post the other day. And all my friends went crazy. So I tagged Matt. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm a big fan of Matt. I love him and Vernon Coons. Do you know Vernon Coons? He does all the hype stuff at the games. Of course. He's hilarious. Yeah, they're great. He's crowd interaction like you wouldn't believe. So anyways, like I assume you and Vernon are pretty good friends. Like I'm assuming that, Matt. And yeah, yeah. So I tagged them on a post and all these people from my other walk of life here in Albuquerque, like whatever, they're like, how do you know Matt? He's the coolest guy ever. And I said, I literally never heard that. I had no idea. So yeah, Matt. So <laughs> it's fun that you have brought me closer to those that I care about. Uh, the game tomorrow is at three o'clock at the Rio Rancho event center. Uh, it's a big one for, for the boys. Uh, put it over with Northern Arizona's coming to town. What's that about? Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a very big run for us right now with um, Northern Arizona and then the next game with Tucson and then the game after that with Bismarck. You know, we're on a big playoff run. 
And uh, we do win out. We're actually going to be hosting a playoff game once again in, in Albuquerque, you know, uh, slash our sister city, Rio Rancho. But uh, come on out tomorrow, 3 o'clock, going to be our kickoff. You know, yes, it is a Sunday, so we're going to be excited for that. Best part about it is, you know, come on early. Tailgate's going to start at 12. People love those day tailgates that early, so we're excited. So when does the tailgate kick off, and how do you get in there? Uh, come around 12 o'clock is when I would come on over to the Rio Rancho Event Center, and you'll actually see as soon as you're pulling up to the front entrance, off to the left-hand side, you're going to see all the tents and barbecues, uh, grills getting set up. And uh, normally we have, uh, you know, we've been averaging two DJs, um, uh, you know, a tailgate. So it kind of, I don't know if it's turning into like a DJ competition out there, but it's <laughs> nice. pretty loud. <laughs> Uh, a couple of big wins in a row, a little bit of a hiccup against the Rattlers. Uh, this is the one, though, right? Because, like, at home, you boys are winning. Like, the crowds are coming out. It's looking right. Um, on the road, is it's it's been a little bit of a, of a different kind of story for this team. So how big is it to right the ship at home to, to finish the year strong, like, next week? I think Is it the 14th you guys are at Tucson? And then back home against Bismarck. So how does this set the pace for the team? Yeah, this is very big. You know, just like how you said, you know, on the road, it's been a little bit of hiccups. You know, we've, we've, uh, the only game we've actually, you know, conquered, you know, on the road was our first one in Iowa. You know, we've fallen a little bit short, uh, on the road. So we got one tomorrow here and then next week in Tucson and the, the last game of the season, regular season again here, you know, in New Mexico. So winning these home games is very big because we win and out. I mean, we're going to host another playoff game, you know, because right now in the standings, everybody from four to eight is all tied for the same uh, playoff standings. And, you know, we went out, we jump on up uh, to the top four and, you know, Duke city gladiators once again in the, in the championship run. So you guys have the most prolific offense in the league. It is so much fun to watch. Tell our loyal listeners how this is must see TV. My goodness, you know, this is a, <laughs> so you got, you know, indoor ball, everybody, you know, it's indoor ball, arena football, it's just however, you know, you want to call it, you know, but the thing is, is our offense is just, they're so dominant, you know, um, you know, yes, I'm going to say his name, you know, Nate Davis, he, he's in the league, I, I'm going to call it right now, he's going to be the IFL MVP, you know, he's got 65 touchdowns right now. Um, and I believe the next person, next, you know, second place has like maybe 34, 35. Um, but you know what? Nate is, um, you know, yes, he is a former 49er quarterback, but they love him and they just, he's going to say, once he gets that award, he's going to say, it's my three guys up front. You know, he's a big teammate. He's a team player, you know, so it, it's very fast, high impact. And uh, man, I mean, you got 50 yards. So just imagine just throwing one, you know, one, one bomb and, you know, we've scored in five, four or five seconds, you know, and, uh, and then defense has come right back out and get us a stop. I am coming tomorrow as the John Cena version of Peacemaker to the game. I'm going to come dressed as Peacemaker. He's my favorite superhero of all time after seeing the Suicide Squad just yesterday. Um, which superhero are you coming to coming as tomorrow as tomorrow is superhero night for the Duke City Gladiators? Well, you know, I thought I might throw in a little bit of, uh, you know, superhero that might wear a suit, you know. So I'll let you guys kind of guess on that one. What is that even? Who's a, loyal, loyal listener, if you don't know. Superman before he changes? Matt might be the best-dressed man in Albuquerque. That's not even close. He's always dressed to the nines. Yes. And he's a 10. Yes. 
Poet is. I'm excited to see what you come up with on Superhero Night. You think that? So, g- give us an idea on the superhero tomorrow at 3 p.m. You're going to have something special for the kids. Is what's the event going to be with that? Yeah, you know, given uh, just another chance for these kiddos to wear a, a costume. You know, I personally think it's the cutest thing ever when when you see parents, you know, in a in a grocery store and the kids just want to wear their Halloween costume. And, uh, you know, we're just giving it another opportunity and everybody just dress in, into their costumes. Have fun. You know, that's what we're all about. Yes, I understand it's 100% football, but it is just time to get these families on out and enjoy enjoy life. You know, and if it's our job to do it for three and a half hours and put some smiles on those faces and, and give you guys a W, that's what we want to do. Well, you know how it and, is. Uh, so we came up. I was going to say, you know how it is for these young bloods, like, like Nate Davis and like the guys on the field, like those are superheroes to those kids. Like, like they're bigger than life. Like, and you know, Xavier, Amy, there's some guys out there. They're just like insanely talented and capable. And for those kids to be able to just, you know, I don't know, be a part of that for a night. That's a fun thing. So yeah, superhero night tomorrow at the Rio Rancho event center. The game is at three o'clock tickets on Ticketmaster. Is that where they're at? Yeah, Ticketmaster, DukeCityGladiators.com. Jump on quick, you know, because it's starting to fill up very fast. We've had a lot of uh, very big groups, you know, you buy a couple hundred tickets at a time. So definitely if you want to sit real close, you know, I would get on right away. Every time we go, we have the most fun. Anything we miss, Matt, before we cut you loose? Uh, you, you know, another thing I want to let out because the game is tomorrow, um, we got a, a defensive lineman coming on over with us. We just signed him this week. Uh, his name is O.J. Mayu. You know, uh, he was at Gramlin State and obviously with the Baltimore Ravens as a defensive lineman over there. So we're excited to have him. Um, his family flew out to watch him play. And uh, we're, we're excited to have him as part of the team, you know, being in the Gladiator family. There you go. Go see new blood. I love it. Matt, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for coming on the program. We're excited to see you tomorrow. Hey, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for everything. Appreciate it. Appreciate it all. Appreciate you, Matt. See you tomorrow. A good friend Bye. of the show. Talk to you too. We're taking calls on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We got four of them to give away. We're giving away four of them to friend of the show that wants to see the Duke City Gladiators tomorrow at the Rio Rancho Event Center game is at 3 o'clock, so sneak that one in after church. I really like Matt. I really like the team. I really like everything about it. If you haven't been... 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Graphic Connection Hotline. It's a blast. It's a blast. Superhero night. How fun is that? If you go to the kids and you're like, hey, we're going to the football game. By the way, put on your Spider-Man costume. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, dress up as Luigi. I like it. Grab a break. Uh, we're going to get back MLB talk, and then today's varsity is the varsity of 90s fashion. It's the I-9 varsity of 90s fashion. Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing a game with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We're back on the program. All right, Van, Major League Baseball. Hit me. Hit you? I thought you were hitting me. I thought you were hitting me. <laughs> Your boy Max Scherzer put on a show earlier this week. Welcome to L.A. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. They had that momentum for a minute. I saw the Angels came back and beat them last night. Was that in extras? In extras. So 4-3. So Otani greater than the Dodgers. 
Okay, I'm in on that. I knew that, so I mean that's not a surprise to me. Get on the Otani train. Hopefully he stays healthy and has a nice, rich career. But watch him pitch and hit in the same day. It is magical. Watch Trey Turner play second base. Coming back tomorrow, right? I believe it's tomorrow. And then Kershaw is throwing or playing catch. He's whatever. He's on the comeback as well. I think, yeah, Kershaw's like a month out. They just want him healthy for the playoffs. Which I get. Playoff stretch in the playoffs. But the Dodgers getting richer with Hamels, too. He's kind of on the downside of his career, but still effective. I mean, he's a Cy Young caliber pitcher, like back in the day when he was healthy. Worst case scenario, you got a top shelf lefty coming out the bullpen. They got eight starters. Yeah. Oh, they always do. They're always the deepest team in baseball. Duffy is very good. I mean, think about their rotation if they had alleged, and I'm saying alleged. Alleged. Alleged creep Trevor Bauer. If they had Trevor Bauer in the rotation now, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, Trevor Bauer, Max Scherzer, that's an insane top four in the playoffs. There's something really special about the Dodgers, in my opinion, as far as like they keep the fan like the fans are not confused about what the Dodgers are trying to do. Yankees West. Yeah. Yeah. You can be me and be like a Cardinals guy, like a St. Louis Cardinals guy, and you know there's not a really a shot. Like we don't we're not in the mix. Sure. And you just kind of check out. You can be Cubs fan. You get betrayed. You can be Nationals fan. You get betrayed. Dodgers fan knows, oh, my team is going to always go in the right direction. 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Graphic Connection hotline. Cubs fan, how much have you drank since the trade deadline? Like a lot? Like a lot, a lot? That would just break my heart. Man, I'm telling you, watch out for your Cardinals. Like you, you say you've checked out. They're 11 games back. Yes, but they're one game under 500. No, they can go on the run. They cannot. Yes, they can. No, they cannot. Okay, we'll cash out. Scherzer strikes out 10 against your Astros. Prolific offense at the Astros got shut down by the heterochromatic Max Scherzer. Hey, fun fact. The Blue Jays are in fourth place in the American League East. They are six and a half games back of the first place Tampa Bay Rays. All that is true. If the Blue Jays were in the National League East, mm-hmm. they would be in first place by four games. That's incredible. To me. I guess three and a half now. Yeah, whatever. They'd be three and a half games up on the division-leading Phillies. But now they're six and a half games back of the division-leading Rays. That's sad. Sad state of affairs for these guys. The Giants are four up on the Dodgers. And the thing about the Giants that weirds me out is how they're doing it. Sure. Yeah, okay. So it's like, oh, you're actually playing really good defense, and 
oh, everyone's hitting and your, your pitching's really good. And by the way, similar to DC and Marvel, now you got this competition that's the Dodgers again revitalized. Also, sleep on San Diego. I dare you. Because all three of these teams are going to the playoffs. It's how they get in. The Giants are going to keep winning. The Dodgers are going to keep winning. It's going to come down to the very end of September. And we're going to be talking about how they're within less than four games of each other. Less than three games. Tatis Jr. has to be healthy for them to to drive deep in the playoffs. I mean, I could be wrong. No, you're not. I was just thinking about that. Like that's that's the trade off for having someone as athletic and dynamic as Tatis, right? Mm-hmm. If he's swinging out of his shoes, hitting these huge bombs, making diving catches, running into walls trying to catch foul balls that are out of reach, stealing bases, legging out doubles and triples when he should just take the one less base, this is the trade off. He's going to be hurt. You can't have someone trying that hard and being that dynamic of an athlete and not have nicks and bruises all the time. And without all the head stuff and alleged like Mexican mafia trying to kill him, it very much feels like a Yasiel Puig kind of player. It's a guy who's just like, I'm going to keep doing the extra thing all the time without the head stuff and the, the, the Mexican mafia. Because <laughs> obviously that affected his playing Allegedly. substantially. Yeah, the play in which he got hurt, there are some issues there with that shoulder. I don't know if it's going to heal right. Did you see that? It wasn't a, you know, it didn't didn't look all that bad the play itself, but you could tell that thing's been nurse been hurting him for a while. And Bellinger had the same type of injury and he hasn't been the same since. You can put him at first base though. True. Like you can hide that kind of stuff. And then in one year, this is the last one I guess. DH because there's no more, there's no more pitchers batting after this one. This is it. You think so? Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to fight against it. Name one. People. Yeah. Real quick hitter. Josh Allen, six years, two hundred fifty-eight mil. Bargain. What? <laughs> He's going to be the second best quarterback in football once Brady and Rodgers are gone. It's not five hundred million. It's not half a billion, but it's it's up there. It's a quarter. It's a quarter bill. Russ Wilson, thirty-two mil. Kirk Cousins, thirty-one mil. Aaron Rodgers, twenty-seven mil. Matt Ryan, twenty-six mil. Basically twenty-seven. Why does Jimmy Garoppolo make twenty-six million dollars a year? They got fooled. They got super fooled. That's Matt Flynn fooled. Roethlisberger, 25. Prescott, 22. Carr, 22. Carson, 20. Stafford, 20. Watson, 15. Tannehill, 11. Goff, 10. Mayfield, 10. Brady, 10. Don't let that number fool you. That's, I, not, that's not what he's really making. It's actually $42 million. That's not what he's really making. Yeah. That's just the cap number. I've been a huge Josh Allen homer since day one, and I think he deserves this, and I think the Bills are smart for doing this, and I think in six years it's going to be a bargain. You can project that out, right? Sure. So what are we, 2021? So 
the only two quarterbacks right now signed to deals this long, okay, are Josh Allen's and Patrick Mahomes. And in 2027, Patrick Mahomes' cap number is $59 million. Here's the thing. They'll restructure before then. Oh, yeah. It won't be that. Oh, they're going to adjust it every couple they're years. They're going to avoid that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only quarterback signed five years out, you had Dak Prescott to the list. There's not a ton of, like, players locked down for long term at the quarterback position. After 2024, it's basically a free-for-all. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, because then you'll have the new hotness of whatever. Because, unfortunately, I don't think my boy Taysom Hill is still going to have the level of relevancy that he does now. Which is very little. He's going to be the same role. He ain't going to be a starting quarterback. He's going to do the same thing he's always been doing, but he's going to do it for Jameis Winston now instead of Drew Brees. Taysom Hill should play every single down. Sure, somewhere. Yeah, he's yeah. a quarterback. Offense, defense, special teams, yep. coach, hype man during the commercial break, sell popcorn. I believe he's a rapper. Help clean up after. You know he's 31? Taysom Hill's 31? I would not have got that right. I would have guessed like 25, 27. So here's what you don't know about old Taysom Hill, BYU. Oh, uh, yeah. he was on a mission. Had to go on a mission. Yeah, he's on a mission. He's a man on a mission. That's the thing about that's quarterback position. Get him from anywhere. Good for Josh Allen, though. Hey, good for the Bills. Hey, I, I walked away during the break. Them tickets gone? I don't I, – you know, I forgot to hype it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Four-pack of Gladiators tickets, 505-246-0610. We're giving away a four-pack tickets to the Gladiators tomorrow. 505-246-0610, the Graphic Connection Hotline. You call us, you give us your name, we'll put them at will call. Take the family out. Four-pack of tickets. Gardner Minshew says he's not going to give Trevor Lawrence a chance to be the starting quarterback. He's going to play too good. Also 505-246-0610, the graphic connection text line. Yeah. We would like to thank all of our fans for saying all these nice things about our show. Uh Just compliments are just pouring in everywhere. Except for one gentleman you know, some who people, will remain nameless. Yeah, some people get There's excited. There's always one. There's <laughs> always one. And we appreciate the constructive criticism. I do like... Oh, there is... Okay, so there's a breakdown right here. I didn't... I hadn't checked the texture since this morning. There's a breakdown here of how basically speed skating and biking and bicycling is the same. Uh, no. No, it's I, not. Yeah, I don't believe that Antoine Ono and Lance Armstrong are the same. Maybe. We'll do. We'll, we'll quote it. You miss the obvious anatomical point here. Okay. You non-doctors. I am a non-doctor. Speed skating and bicycling use the same muscle groups. If you are referring to the whole human body, you are correct. That muscle group would be the human body. The whole group of muscles. I do like this one from the texture. It says, 
quote, let's let's trade pickles is definitely on the highlight reel. Okay. That's <laughs> shout out. Yeah, that's a different show. Uh, Gardner Minshew will not play a snap injury aside for the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. Uh he will be traded to the Indianapolis Colts, true or false? That's my vibe. Yeah. I think Garner Minshew will be the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts for the first half of the season. Not not Phil Rivers returning from retirement. Right. Because he could. Phone River, Rivers out here having more babies. Yeah. Phone lines are lighting up, so the it looks like the Gladiators tickets are going to be gone here. Do enjoy the Gladiators like a lot, a lot. It's so much fun. I like that. That's it, what you have it, to say. You, oh. me, you mentioned Garner Minshew. Yeah, you have to say that. Theoretically, okay. Unless Trevor Lawrence goes seventeen and zero, he will lose his first regular season game this year. Trevor Lawrence has never lost a regular season game in middle school, high school. Or college. Shut up. Never lost a regular season game. In high school and college, he went undefeated all through high school. And he went undefeated in every regular season game in college, only losing the national championship. I did not know. So some someday in this football season, Trevor Lawrence will have to have the feeling of losing a regular season game for the first time. Do a podcast about that afterwards. Tickets are gone, Mike. Tickets are gone. So congratulations to whoever that was. We'll get their name during the break. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up. Today's I-9 Varsity. It's the I-9 Varsity of 90s fashion. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. Thank you to Howard Balls. Currently at the Hall of Fame induction in Canton. Thank you to Tommy who took the time. Thank you to Dan who took the time. Thank you to Matt, Matt Avila of the Gladiators coming on. Our big winner, Manuel. Manuel? 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 Probably Manuel. Manuel? He and the family will be at the Duke City Gladiators tomorrow. Hopefully he takes the kids. They dress up as superheroes. He takes a photo and then tags us at Talk ABQ on wherever he chooses to post that photo. We get to see some kids dressed up as superheroes at the game. What was your favorite part today, man? I mean, it was got to be either. Number one for me, it's always the laughs. Okay. The camaraderie. <laughs> your favorite word? Uh, for me, it was fellowship. You talking about yeah, fellowship? I'm talking about the fellowship. Mine was during the second break whenever you convinced me to put Swiss Miss into my coffee, and now I know about ghetto mochas. And that's so good. Thank you. You're welcome. Today's I-9 Varsity is the varsity of 90s fashion. Connect with I-9 Sports at 505-312-4999. Uh, they are running programs. I know APS, which they use a lot of the facilities, is figuring out like fall schedules with COVID-19 and everything. So make sure you're connected with I-9 Sports on social media for the updates on how your kids can play. Okay? My real answer, though. Yeah. Is the interview with Howard. Yeah, Howard killed. That's so good. Yeah. Like, I... Uh little inside baseball here. I lost all of my grandparents when I was pretty young. Yeah. I need a grandpa. Okay. Do you think he will be my grandpa? You think that Howard... Well, 
Hall of Fame voter Howard Balzer would be your grandfather. That's what you're asking. Can we sit in a rocking chair and smoke stogies on the front porch and he tells me stories? All right. This is what I want. I'll go first on the I-9. Okay, go first. <laughs> my uh, all right, my first varsity from the uh, 90s fashion, I'm going to go with puka shell necklaces. Oh, my God. That's got to die. I hope that one doesn't come back. That one, I, re- I was into it. I wore it. I thought it was the look. I felt very Captain Ron. So I'm going with puka shell necklaces on my on my varsity of I-9's fashion. Okay, we mentioned slap bracelets earlier. Yeah, which I think is on the list. I think slap bracelets. I'm going to start with slap bracelets, even though we already mentioned it earlier. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. I'm going with the King Griffey Jr. backwards baseball cap. Strong. Yeah. Whew. I did not think that wearing your baseball cap backwards was cool. Until King Griffey Jr. did it. So I'm going with 90s fashion King Griffey Jr. style backwards baseball cap. And then Fred Durst ruined it. Yes, I agree with that. But that was 2000, the end of it. <laughs> okay. Exposed midriffs. Okay, yeah. A lot of a low, low belt lines. Yeah, you're talking Millie Vanilli stuff. I don't think so. Oh, you're yeah. talking right said Fred. I'm never talking Millie Vanilli. Stuff. Oh, okay. I'm talking more like Britney and Christina stuff. That was the look. To wear like... Yeah, crushed velvet on top. This is like yeah. just barely above your pubis. Yeah. That's like yeah. you like lean backwards a yeah. little bit. You got labia coming out. That's all right. Weird sentence. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, because do you remember the movie My Girl? Naturally. All right. So I'm going to go These. with... These. <laughs> Just six short minutes from now, you can tune off from the program and cry. <laughs> I'm going to go with the mood rings. I'm going to put mood rings on oh, my list. Oh, strong word. Yeah, I think mood rings are, are very, very good. good. Okay. Extremely loose-fitting pants like Jinkos. Yeah, I wore a lot of Jinkos. Jinkos. Mm-hmm. Those are actually making a comeback. Oversized jeans. They're yes. loose jeans. Just wasting so much material. You could make three pairs of pants. Maybe four. I don't know if, how to say this without a little bit of explanation, so I'm going to say charm necklaces, but only yin-yangs and peace signs. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Don't care about your half-moon best friend ones. Don't care about your lockets. Specifically, yin-yangs and peace signs are my 90s fashion. Okay. I'm going to say one that I hope comes back. Yeah. Because I would like to own a pair. Yes. Skids. Okay. Skids, also known as hammer pants. Yeah, like Zubaz style stuff. Zubaz. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I would like a pair of like Houston Astro colored Zubaz. Yeah, that's very fire. That might actually exist now that I say it out loud. I don't hate what you just said. Now, fanny packs are already back, so can we not or can we reference them? First off, how dare you? Fanny packs never went away. Okay. 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 You could pry my fanny pack out of my cold, dead hands, Fred. It's such a, again, you just you go for the reach. What about small circle sunglasses with different colored lenses? Okay, I think you're talking about the 70s. Oh. But, th- but those did make a resurgence. I believe Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston wore them in one Friends promo, so they were the look. I think, except for baggy hip-hop clothing, I think I avoided most of the 90s trends. Yeah. But I'm guilty of one. Looney Tunes apparel? Frosted tips. Oh, same. 
Yep. Yeah, I wore frosted tips hard in the 90s. I, my, even my senior picture in my Same. high school yearbook has frosted tips, and I'll never live it down. I had, that, I had it in junior high. Okay, I got my number one. Are you ready? Hit me. Bucket hats. So I think that bucket hats, hmm. like Kangol style, pull oh, down, yeah. 360 brim, specifically brightly colored, Bucket hats are on my list. Like, can you get like a like, like a like a yellow one? Like a yeah, like a bright yellow one. Bright yellow one. Yeah, a bright yellow bucket hat that comes down like over the full forehead, sits right above the brim of the eye. That to me is is like the pinnacle of '90s fashion, like a LL Cool J style. You gotta hope it doesn't come back, right? No one right, no one would do that right now. No one would wear one in their right mind. There's no way. I agree. Yeah, it'd be it'd be ludicrous. They deserve to be lambasted. Yeah, it wouldn't be LL Cool J. It would be ludicrous. Huh. Also, where I grew up, Vital, I thought in the 90s that dream catchers were, were like a trend. And then I moved here and got the dating app and realized that every girl in town has one over her bed. Okay. Well, it's Southwestern culture. Yeah, I had no idea. Careful. I didn't know what dream catchers were. Treading on thin ice here, brother. Just saying. I didn't know. I'm just yeah. I'm learning. Remember fairy nets? No? You put your stuffed animals in them and stuff? Oh, yeah, totally. Up in the corner. It was like a 90s thing. Oh, okay. I thought that was like always a thing. Any final words? Oh, man, too much for the time allotted. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.